Hello, children. Uh, did three original videos. Finally had time to do original videos, things I wanted to do, and put them up on the YouTubes. Uh, but uh, I have consolidated and confirmed MP3 for the MP3 podcast listeners. So I didn't want you guys starving without some kind of audio listening material because I know not everyone goes to the YouTube. So here you guys go. One of these days I'll get a regular podcast going on again. Uh, but hopefully you guys enjoy. an asshole good morning children i have my tigger mug so tigger you know tigger was the eternal bachelor he was the confirmed bachelor and i if you look at tigger i not to sound too uh, detailed i bet you he was uh what's it uh, uh neutered because you can't be that happy can't be that happy if you do you ever think Tigger was chasing after tail? He's chasing after his own tail and bounce like he wasn't chasing no female Tigger. He him and all those cartoon characters were just bachelors chilling out in the forest, man. I think the only the only female was Rue. Of course, she was a nagging kangaroo. She was, I mean, she was the mother of the otherwise every guy out there was happy. Tigger probably the obviously the happiest of all of them. Eeyore still had his balls. Eeyore was divorced. Eeyore had, you know, he had to pay alimony and child support. That's always Tigger, happy bachelors could ever be. <clears throat> All right. Uh, <laughs> it's early at Cappy Cap land. And uh, 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 some good news. Let's focus on some good news. I've had like a little, little uptick in the number of women, which doesn't take a lot. Uh, but uh, uh, there's been a slight increase in the number of gals generally seeking dating advice every once in a while. It's about other advice. A lot of family. My parents suck. Yeah, well, don't become a parent that sucks. Uh, and then um, it's kind of like the guys where if it's repeated, I'll just put together some basic template. I'm like, there, watch that video. Boom, we're done. <clears throat> and then if you had something more specific to your individual situation, we we can go through the details. But a lot of it, and I was going through this list with the gals. and Yeah, like you guys, they're all fat. How do I get the girls? Which is translation to how do I program women to like me without me having to put in any effort? And it's kind of the same thing here. It's nice to know that laziness is universal. I like to find a guy. Send me pictures. Hey, Dr. Clary diagnosed. Here's your problem. You're fat. <clears throat> and so I'm going to go through. You know, yeah, obviously, that's the number one thing. I won't lie. Ladies, for anyone tuning in, whether you're a client or not, if, you know, if, you're, in, if you're in physical shape, that's going to solve about 75% of your problems right there. And you can move on if you want the Cliff Notes version. But right now, with, with lots of studious notes, scratching out vigorously, no, that's not right. You need to perfect the formula. Um, I've come up with, and I'll tell you the honest truth, ladies, you follow just a... Uh, the first three rules, you're going to be light years ahead. You you nail out 10. Uh, and we're going to get to how that doesn't guarantee anything. You nail 10, there's nothing more you could have done. 
Nothing more than just 10 simple rules. And I don't like I don't like 10 rules that it just happened to be 10. I got 11, actually. All right. So this will go more or less in order of importance. <clears throat> and the first two are not necessarily rules, but they're decisions you need to make before you even want to go down to the rest of the list and see, do I want to follow these rules or commit? And, and, uh, and yeah. So the first decision, okay? Decision tree node. It, yes, this way. Okay, continue to question. No, go have fun. So if you're, if you're not willing to do these two, not one or the other, both. If you're not willing to say yes or, or the answer in the affirmative to these two questions, don't bother. Don't bother. You're not. Go. Go live your life. Be fun. Have Do what it be. Tigger. Be the female Tigger. Go and bounce and fun, 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 fun. One of the things about Tiggers is that I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Um, And you're free. You're free of men. You're free of that burden. Right? So first. Decide if your desire to have a man is stronger than your fear of a lifetime of dieting and working out or being being thin. Not not real thin, but in shape. That's the biggest question facing guys. If you don't believe me, go ask, go watch any of my video on dating advice for guys. You must decide now whether your desire for Taketa Garza is stronger than your fear and cowardice of the gym. Like I told you girls before, 70% of the time, the answer to the guys is quit being a pussy, go to the effing gym. Right? Now, if you girls are not willing to be physically attractive, you're not willing to put the effort, that's fine. I'm not perfectly all right. <clears throat> go have fun. Go do what you want. Go career, get the surrogate kid. If you want a kid, go adopt, go travel, do, do hobbies. The world is your oyster. But men will not be on the menu. Not a man that you like or physically attracted to anyway. Right? And I'll tell you one final thing about this. And this is just hear me out. It's one of economics. You think you're being more efficient, not going to the gym. Oh, the classical example is, is the black ladies before they go out for a night on the town. They got an ass you could land a Huey helicopter on. And they'll gussy up their nails and the weaves and the makeup, but you won't go to the gym. Men have succeeded in every day except crime. No one's going to get that one. You'll do everything, but the, it, don't waste your time. You're, those gals, and, and I'm not focusing on singling out black ladies. The, 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 that's the example where they're, we, I mean, a ton. Lord knows how many hundreds or thousands of dollars go into that, that ensemble. But every girl does this. You're going to put heels on. Ooh, does this dress make you look fat? No, your body makes you look fat. <clears throat> you And all that effort for a fraction of it, for the fraction of the time you had to work, to work up the money to buy those things, net of taxes, because you all like taxes. <clears throat> if you just went to the gym and dieted right, you would save time. You would save a lot of money and you'd have infinitely more success infinitely no guys like oh dang you know i was i didn't find her attractive until she put on the wolverine nails that are all painted with rainbow colors and everything yeah it's like a mural on her nails now i want to have sex with her never happened <clears throat> never happened a lot of a lot of companies made hundreds of billions off of you but lord knows maybe even a trillion dollars over the decade oh that's good coffee 
All right. Save your time. Save your money. Save your stress. Save your sanity. Go, go do something else. Go kayak. Go, go whatever. You're no longer anchored. Or you could choose to still be anchored or have that monkey on your back like men. You could almost view it as an addiction. If you're not willing to put in the effort <clears throat> to be physically attractive, don't that monkey is off your back now. You could give up smoking. You can give up booze. You could give up whatever. The addiction of men is over. Go be free. And I think several, not several, a lot of women have chosen that path. And that's fine. All right. Now, yes, I do. I. It is more important to me that, that my desire for a man exceeds my fear of the gym and working out and discipline. Okay. That's yes. Going down to the scissor trainer. Are you solipsistic or altruistic? Okay. I'll explain the words in case you haven't run into it. Solipsism is the belief that only you are the one that exists. Like right now, you watching me, I am not really another human being. I have no sentience. I have no conscious thought. It's like you're in a video game. Everything else is an MP3. Everything else is programmed in bits and bytes of zeros and ones. It's the matrix. It's not real. You are the only person that exists. Right now, if that's the case, I'm going to explain love how it works. It's, it's where you place someone ahead of you. Well, I don't want to put, I don't, then, then you're, then you're solipsistic. Or I wouldn't say solipsistic, but you're, I wouldn't even say self-centered, but focused on yourself, which is fine. But in order to fall in love, which presumably I'm going to operate from the principle most women want, you have to love that person more than yourself, like your children. Okay. There's some friends maybe you die for. Uh, and presumably you would like to find a man that you love. Now, of course, I'm going to get criticism from my side. Oh, women don't love like me. I'm just, just, let's just use the basic operating definition of the word love. You, you cannot be focused solely on yourself and think that that man, let alone your children, let alone anyone else, is not a fellow human being with their own sentience, thoughts, and more importantly, feelings and emotions. Men will suffer pain. They will suffer agony. They can also fall in love. They can be ecstatic. <clears throat> they can be joyful. And you can make that and have a mutually beneficial relationship where you both are joyful because you both put each other ahead of, of yourself. Or if you don't want, if you're not capable, this isn't, this isn't necessarily even a choice. I'm asking you to figure it out now. Do you consider other people's wants? And can you put yourself in the situation like you find someone who's so amazing, which we're going to get to later. I'm aware, ladies, there are very few men out there. I'm, I'll get to that. <clears throat> but let's say you find that guy. Are you going to put him first in your life? Because he's going to put you first in his. Okay. That means, are you altruistic? That you put someone ahead of yourself. Now, I'm not saying you're a doormat and every, you put everybody else ahead of yourself. That's different. Okay. You need self-respect. I'm saying for people that you vetted, you've talked to, and you found that they have amazing qualities of personality traits. Do, are you like, oh my God, I got to put that person that that's like my point and purpose in life is to hang out with this guy or if you have kids, my children, that's altruistic. That's like, I got to consider other people before me. Right. And usually that happens with kids. <clears throat> if you're not, if you're not capable of altruism, I'm not saying in every person, people screw you over, trust you me. But if, if you're capable of altruism for the right person, cool. Move on to step three or rule three. But if, if you're not, you got to have your career, it's you, wine, travel, educate, politics, whatever you place value. And that comes more like when you're like, I got to I, I, okay. All right, then maybe not. 
maybe not. Oh, you could date. You can have fun. I'm not stopping you on that either. But, you know, if you want to get married and have the kids, you're going to have to be capable of altruism. So. All right. Now, with those two things, if you answer in the affirmative or yes, you do want to work out and yes, you are capable of altruism. Now we could go on to the practical rules. All right. <clears throat> Don't know if you knew this one. Now, not only did you say you're able to do so and that uh, the desire for a man is stronger than your fear of the gym, be thin, work out. <clears throat> and the reason is very simple because the only way love or romance or sex and fun and family form, the only reason the human race is here is because men found you physically attractive. If you are not willing to put forth the effort to be physically attractive, you are going to be essentially friend zone. As I've said many times before, men have a, a word for women we like, we're just not physically attracted to, friends. If you like children, if you like to have a good sex life, bah, 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 bah. with the man you also find physically attractive, you need to be physically attractive yourself. And yes, this is the number one thing men are looking for. No, we're not shallow. That's how we've been programmed. That's it. You can scream at the sky. Beauty standards are a social. Whatever you got to tell yourself to sleep. You can scream. That's howl at the moon all you want. You're still not going to get the guy. Not the one you want. And so you can, instead of, instead of the time you spend consuming feminist agiprop about how men are shameful and shallow for liking women with long hair and big boobs and an ass that backs up into this. You could say, wait a minute, wait, here's the formula. Men like long hair with big boobs and an ass that packs up into this. Oh, I should do, or, or just go have fun, okay? It's kind of like my saying, go STEM or go home. Like if you're going to go to college, don't, don't major in dumb stuff. Why waste your time? Go, go, go STEM or go home. Either be be physically attractive or not. So now, if you want a hard and fast rule, of course this depends. Now, let's say you were born big bone. That does happen. Uh, genetic, you're just a bigger gal, which happens. And you know, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to date a cuddle bear, you know. And you're okay, you know, like uh, your folks are both big. Let's say you're from Wisconsin. They're both big. And there was that big, lovable oaf of a farmer kid's wrestler. You're like, yeah, I like my cuddle bear. All right, then this rule doesn't apply to you. You just got to be the best, you know, if you're willing to date a five, okay. But generally speaking, if you want an objective standard, 2.39 pounds per inch, not 2.4, 2.39. If you are a nanogram above that, you're overweight. That's being very generous. That's being very liberal. 2.39 pounds per inch. <clears throat> so you could do the math. Uh, I was going to do a lower limit. Um, I don't think we have to worry about that in today's American society. But that is like the upper limit. You're redlining it by then. More ideally, 2.0, I guess, would be a good. Yeah, if I had to do yeah. 1.8, 1.9 would be more ideal. Um, <clears throat> don't give me your, what if I got a big bone? What if I got a big bone? Stop giving me the, stop looking. You're looking for the excuse now. You're looking for the exception to the rule. I just told you 2.39 pounds. That's, that's an industry mark. You could use it as a rule of thumb. Be below that. Don't be, don't be anorexic, but anorexia is not a problem we got here. I know a girl. I, dot, 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 ah, ah. Boldy.com. Vogue.com, whatever, go go over there. 
and and talk about your exception to the rules and the one female you know. But to talk to them, not here. I'm giving you advice. Okay. Uh, and then four, rule number four, do not have another man's kid. Now I'm going to explain why that is. You all know deep down inside why that is. Oh, no. And if you have, it's too, okay, it's too late, you know? It's like a guy, well, I got a kid because usually the guy also has a kid. Well, I guess, you know, you get to wait until the kid's 18 and out of the house or something. Right now, <clears throat> before we go to the remaining six, you do these four things. We're talking top like 5% of women. All right. You, you could stop there and you'll be, you're going to be an exceptional woman by Western standards. So the rest of these, I, I wouldn't say are there's nothing wrong with them and they shouldn't be followed, but to show you what kind of, you know, you, the weight is the key thing. That's, that's the most uh, labor consuming one. <clears throat> but you don't have another man's kid. You're thin ish. You are altruistic, not solipsistic and your desire for a man you're already further ahead, way further ahead. So if you do that, You've done the majority of the work. Now, if you want to fine-tune it, <clears throat> let's mop up the remaining, I'd say, 15% of things. If you really, really want to be top game, okay? You really want to attract that attractive man. Because I'll, I'll explain it to you this way. You're not going to be chasing the guy, okay? You're going to want to be attractive enough and high-quality enough the guy comes to you. <clears throat> because it's way too much time, effort, and energy. Going online, dating profiles, going to nightclubs, blah, 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 blah. So if, you know, this, it's like gravity. We're going to make you such a, a, not to take this in the pejorative, we're going to make you such a mass, such a dense piece of mass that you will have a gravitational pull that will bring them in because of quality, if you choose it. All right. So five, sit down. Hope you're sitting down. Be feminine. Okay. Now this is very advanced. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you have me here. See, men are the polar opposite of women, and opposites attract. Now, I know there's a lot of propaganda out there. No, we're all the same. No, we are not all the same, and thank God. Okay? You like masculine men. Men like feminine women. What is femininity? We don't know, but we can see it. Be nice. Be sweet. Be kind. Don't be a doormat. Don't be a rollover. This isn't like you do this all the time for the guys. But when you go out, be feminine, wear a dress, put your hair together, maybe a little set of heels. I'm not saying you got to dress like you're going out and have the platform boots. Actually, don't do that because that will kind of scare people away. But just go be beautiful, be kind. Just like, wow, because I'll tell you this, you go on a campus or you go out and play, heck, you go to Walmart. Not a lot of, not a high hurdle to beat there to stand out in femininity because every other gal's wearing sweatpants and pink and whatever else. And if you come in and you're in shape, you just have a simple dress, not a fancy, just a simple dress. You're visually, forget whether you're even physically attracted, visually you will stand out. Long hair, like, whoa, what's going on here? I'm not saying you have to be done up like you're going to the prom, but you, you put yourself together for that day. What was that? I don't know. Is that like the dinosaurs? <laughs> they once roamed the earth. Uh, 
you know, and yeah, I don't know how many of you have been indoctrinated with this. Well, we don't dress up for okay, fine, got it, got it. Okay, you, then 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 you go go in column B, go leave. All right, but just like a a, a bloom of a flower or a peacock, I guess that's kind of different because the peacocks are kind you you're showing like, look, I'm pretty. Guy's like, oh, so she is. Look at her over there. Look at that one. Oh my goodness. And right now, you don't got a lot of competition. <laughs> don't have crazy color hair. Don't tattoo your face. Don't have a sleeve on your arm. I should have probably put that somewhere in top ten, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that in with them. Don't fart. Don't belch. Don't act like a guy. We got enough guy friends at home who bark, burp and bark, burp and fart and belch. So <clears throat> there, there you go. Just be female. Uh, six. Do not have bad finances. Okay. This would normally specifically student loans. All right. And related to bad finances, don't have a stupid degree where you have ungodly amounts of debt. Any degrees? No, no, no. Go talk to Oprah. Oprah will tell you what you want to hear. Talk to the Democrat Party. Go to any Condi Nast site. Not nasty. Condi Nast is a company. <clears throat> they have all these female sites that just keep lying to you girls all the time. Do Forget the degree. Forget your career for now. Okay. We're going to loop this in. Have good finances, okay? It's already tough enough for young men and women too. I'm not saying it's not tough for women, <clears throat> but especially younger men to get ahead. You notice how rent is very high? Do you notice how student loans are very high? You're already coming out into adulthood or young adulthood being released into the real world with some huge disadvantages. And men too, they got their own problems to worry about. Right. And on top of it, I'm going to have to get my digs in here. You girls keep voting to jack up taxes, which means less and less take home money for men and yourselves. Don't don't let me bother you with the boring details of how finances and taxes work. <clears throat> and so when you walk into a, a relationship or you find a guy, unless he's super rich, which most guys aren't, by the way, ladies, especially the younger ones. And you're like, oh, I got a quarter million dollars in student loan debt because I have my master's degrees for social work. No. And don't lie about it either. Don't have, and the only way I'll permit you to lie about it is if you're taking care of it. But for you to take care of that master student loan debt, unless you majored in engineering or accounting or something that actually has a job at the end of it, you're going to have to work a second job. And then the prospective boy, man, young man, that you want to fall in love. He's like, why are you working so much? And now you're going to have to fess up because the amount of debt you've accrued is going to require a huge amount of labor on your part, which is going to definitely put a kink into your dating plans. So go to this and, and kind of like having another man's kid. It's kind of moot if you've already done it. But for the younger gals and even younger gals want to listen. Go to go to school online. Go to go get your prereqs out of the way at the local community college. Take classes while you're in high school. Not go if you if you have to go to college at all. If not, become a tradesman. Uh, become an accountant. Well, don't county. You gotta go. You gotta go to school. Um, <clears throat> there are other things you can do besides going to college. But if you're going to go to college, one go major in something worthwhile that has a job, so you're not a financial pariah on the rest of society, let alone your prospective future husbands. 
uh, two, do it on the cheap. Go to community college for your first two years, get your prereqs all the way, go online, go to night school, go to school while you're in high school. A lot of this can be. And then just think about this, ladies. Okay. You got Amy number one. Amy number one has a master's degree in <clears throat> literature. No offense, completely unemployable. She has $200,000 in debt. And with her literature degree, she can, what can she do with it? Shock, reteach the same worthless slop to other suckers for $500 a credit. And, she, and for that, she makes $18 an hour. And she works 30 hours a week because they're not going to have you work 32 because then they got to pay your health care. Yay, we voted it all on ourselves. Yay. There's no consequences to my decisions. <clears throat> and uh, that's that's Amy number one. All right, She's a financial wreck. And the guy's not going to be able to spend that much time with her because either she or him are both going to have to work to pay off that debt. Or you can beg and plead and hope. How'd that hope work out for everybody, huh? Remember there's some guy said something about hope. How'd that work out? Hope you get bailed out of your student loans, uh, but you, you now you don't have any time. So, ladies, don't put yourself in that situation. Now, again, I'm talking to a much younger uh, cohort of, of young women. Don't go into student loan debt. I'm going a little bit, but you could do it. You could still do it. I'm, I'm looked at tuition online, Western Governors University. You could do it on the cheap. <clears throat> so, uh, and then, okay, so then that's Amy number one. Now, let's talk about Amy number two. Or, or, it's called Jessica. All right, Jessica is Amy's younger sister, and she got a hold of this video and did what I said. And she went in two years. Uh, well, actually, she joined the military. Okay, let's do that. Amy, Amy uh, Jessica, her younger sister, joins the military. Now she got food, clothing, shelter, tuition, and um, <clears throat> health care paid for. Um, she gets some training, and then she comes out of the military after her three or four year stint. So she's still 22. And she gets the GI Bill. And she majors in electrical engineering. Okay. Well, with the GI Bill and the housing line, the money saved up. She's walking out. She's 20. Let's say she, while she was in the military, she got her prereqs out of the way. Because she's a smart cookie. She listened to me. So that puts her 22. Now she's 24. She graduates with her degree in electrical engineering. And she's sitting out about 50 grand because she threw money into her thrift savings program. Because she also listened to me. This would, this would be like Cappy's, this would be like if I had a little kid sister and she listened to me, which never happens anyway, but let's just assume. <clears throat> so now she is 24. She gets a job offer starting at 60 grand. She has a positive net worth of 50 grand. And uh, put, eh, now compare that to the debt laden older sister, Amy, who is 26. And has to work the rest of her life and cannot have go have fun. Okay, I'm, give, give me Jessica. Right? Wow. And <clears throat> not the most important thing. Pretty cool if you got a STEM degree. It's pretty cool. Or you're a professional some. And by profession, I do not mean I have a master's degree in education and I'm sitting on the assistant reserve diversity board of the non No, 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 no. Wow, you work on oil rigs? Whoa, you do taxes like a real job. Not my, I'm a glorified babysitter. Not I work, not, I, that, your title doesn't matter. I want to know what your degree is. Wow, she's a sharp cookie. She does calculus. 
And then, and then you throw it all away because you really don't use calculus. <laughs> She's capable of doing calculus. <clears throat> That's not necessary. But boy almighty, it's nice to have a gal. It's like, wow, she got her own finances together. I, I know a gal who doesn't have a degree. She's just a waitress. Um, but she threw her money into an IRA. She set up an IRA. She's only 25. No debt. I'm like, look at that sharp cookie go. So it's not even necessary. It's just like have your financial act together. Do not be a financial liability. <clears throat> so there was do not buy. Oh, and related to that, ladies, don't buy worthless crap. Okay? No handbags. No, you could be perfectly fine and fashionable shopping wherever. No, no Prada shoes. Okay. The time for brand names was in middle school. And the time for brand names in middle school was called the 80s. And it's over now. Knock it off. Um, yeah, so no, no credit card debt. You have a good credit score. Okay, number seven. Oh, now that you're all right. So we had those two. <clears throat> you're in the top 1%. You're in the top one. You're just like... You guys would be like, any savvy guy who knows what to look for and is serious about long-term stuff, he's like, whoa, whoa, no tattoos. She's in shape. She has a degree in computer science, a career. She's in the National Guard because this is a dream girl, Cappy. Uh, what else? She doesn't have another man's kids? Holy cow. No, I can't find a guy. We're going to get to that. I'm just saying, this is putting your best foot forward, all right? It's not going to hurt you. And let's say you don't find a guy. Well, God darn it, you're in way better financial shape, physical shape, and mental and physical health shape for your own sake. We're, we haven't gotten to rule seven. <clears throat> All right, now let's say you do find a guy. You have to be honest. This is not your fault. You're programmed to be this way. Do not nag. Oh, ho, ho, nagging. Isn't it funny? OMG. Oh, ho, ho. How scary. No, no, no. Do not nag. Okay. You support three options. You could support. You could be quiet. That's perfectly optimal. Do not ever nag, a.k.a. criticize your husband, boyfriend, whatever. <clears throat> now, if he's about to hit a truck because he's not paying attention, yeah, interrupt. Okay, hey, hubby, love, darling, there's a truck there. All right. Or if you know something's hey, whoa, 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 da, da, da. Otherwise, don't want to hear. Guys got stuff. You should find a guy who's got stuff going on, knows what he's doing. Right. And if <clears throat> oh, I'm trying to figure out something, the car needs an oil. If you like that mosquito at night, yeah, he's going to find another girl. If he's any quality guy, the, the car needs an oil change. Here's the keys, lady. Go get one. Or you really want to impress the guy. Put it up on a rack, go down to O'Reilly's or Napa, get some oil, get a filter, and change the oil yourself. No criticism, none. It, now, this is all contingent on you having a guy's got a game plan, okay? If he's lying on the, on the couch and you got to be his mother, <clears throat> you got to get off your ass and go get a job, dump his ass. You got the wrong guy. But, oh, my God, by golly, here comes well-endowed Molly. You find a guy that has his act together. 
And I'm going based on my own personal experiences because trust you me, I have my act together and I have a mission. You got a guy with a mission. He's working it. He does not have time for your petty BS. Another example, having every decision outsourced him. Well, what do you think about that? We don't care about your thought process. That's nagging. That's dragging us down. Well, I was thinking about this. What kind of cake should we have? Okay. <clears throat> Perhaps an example. <clears throat> and this is natural. This is, and just for the guys, just so you know, it's in their system to nag you. They're, they're testing you to see if you're on your game. It's never going to go away. I'm just asking the girls to turn it down from like 27,000 and to turn it down to one. Okay. Give you an example. Here's what's on my mind. <clears throat> I have to get my house up and running so the basement doesn't flood. I have to do some trenching work. All right. I also have to work on about half an acre of land to make sure the weeds don't come up. That's a lot of physical labor. I have to do my consulting here. I haven't written a post in a long time and I have to do my job. I have to earn money. Then I have to work out. I have to worry about my health. I got to go get a doctor's appointment. Um, I'm trying to think of bigger, more loftier things. Uh, I also have to figure out, and, and you may disagree with me on this politically, I have to find another country to move to because I don't think this country is going to be sustainable by the time I'm old and frail. So I need to go and explore and research other countries, their laws, their tax rates, their banking regulations, their ownership pro uh, laws, property citizenship, passports, all that. And then I got to travel to these countries, not for fun. <clears throat> I wish. And then I have to uh, worry about protecting my property here. I got to go get my carry conceal. I got to practice with my pistol. I should probably also practice with my rifle because it's been a long time. Oh, then I also have to have fun. Then I got to worry about my parents getting old and frail. Now, with all that weight, and there's other stuff. That's just what, these are the main things on the front of my mind. Do you think I give a damn about whether we take an Uber from the airport or we rent a car? Do you think I give a damn what we have for dinner? All right. Now, again, this presupposes you have a guy that has his act together and is engaged in many things to not only maintain, but enhance your lives. This is what a good husband does. All right. Not only long-term strategic planning, but execution. Oh, yeah, and then <clears throat> keeping the vehicles up and running. I just changed the oil on the truck. I changed the oil on the motorcycle. Um, probably due for a waxing job. All right. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> that's what a good man does. He has game plan. He maintains, supports, and, and I don't want to say leads, though. I guess leads, but execute. That's it. Executes, not just plan and talk. He's doing things, making sure the household is maintained and that you enjoy a high standard of living. Okay. I'm trying to. <laughs> so I had to put handles on the drawers because tradesmen suck. All right. I've never put, but you got to be precise. You know, you don't want to crooked a hand. You want to do it once. Plus with the drawers put in, drawers are expensive. I didn't know this, but cabinetry is very expensive. So you get one shot at it. You want to be drilling holes and drilling more holes and have it all effed up. Okay. And I'm like, oh, these handles look good. They look good. I like these handles. Hey, woman, how do these handles look? <laughs> Shut the F up. Yes or no. I don't need the analysis. I don't need you. Hey, yes or no. We do not have the time. 
for every minor thing. Do we use this car wax? Do we use that car wax? Whoa, <laughs> that's nagging. That's slowing, taking him off the, that's like in General Eisenhower. Remember World War II? No one remembers it because no one was alive for it. <clears throat> There's a guy called Ike, General Eisenhower. Do you think while he's planning Operation Overlord to land on D-Day, do you think his admin or adjutants came up like, hey, what kind of coffee do you want? I, well, I was thinking about this kind of coffee, but I heard they have better coffee. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Any guy worth his salt is planning Operation Overlord. And if you take him off that front line, well, he'll get pissed is one thing. <clears throat> and you're going to kill his spirit. You will destroy his sex drive because you are nagging him and dragging him down to petty things. Make your decision. Be independent-minded. Execute. And before you, is this, is this important? Does he, do I really need his input on this? All right. And is he doing something wrong, more like lying there on the couch playing video games all the time? Or is this just something I'd really like and it's just to nag him and test him and piss him off? No nagging, no dragging us down in your microscopic thought process. You either support or, perfectly all right, be quiet. Unless there's a truck about to hit us. Then like, hey, there's a truck coming this way. <clears throat> Once again, presupposing you have a guy who has a mission. Um, eight. I was gonna say do not be a Marxist or a leftist, but I, I realize this is this falls under something more <clears throat> universal, bigger umbrella, and that is do not be common. Okay. The primary example of which, because you've been programmed to have sorry, ladies, you've been programmed and indoctrinated. I know you don't think so. <clears throat> but you have been uh, programmed and indoctrinated to have a new religion that's called socialism. Oh, it may be feminism and environmentalism and all this, but you, the spiritual aspect of your life has been supplanted. Whatever it may have been, could have been Christianity or Islam or Judea, traditional religions. It could have been the traditional thing of, of being a wife and a, a mother, falling in love. <clears throat> I would throw ironically careerism in there because also socialism and careerism contradict because you work up all you, sp you spend a lot of time and effort getting a degree to have this education to have this career of which you tax yourself to take half your money away. <laughs> but um, that's every girl. That's every girl. And and the reason I could speak, I saw this on dating profiles. I have all the guys in it. And if you don't believe me, and this would be a good book for you girls to read too, is the book of numbers, analyzing the ROI on the pursuit of women. Obviously it's written from the male's perspective, but there's some good statistics in here to show you just how common, oh, you're a young girl and you vote Democrat and you care about the children, the environment. Yay. And it's not even that the guy would necessarily disagree with you from a political standpoint, though that too what you're not unique you're not interesting and when you see on the dating profile now this is stereotypical not always swipe left if you voted trump i wasn't a big fan of trump either but you know all cops are bastards um liberal social liberal arts degree student loan dad i like to travel that's common you're common a guy wants to fall in love with something. 
All right. Now, a guy, if you're physically attracted, a guy will have sex with you. Okay, that, but that's not up here. That's not here. <clears throat> Inevitably, some guys, usually not always, but most guys would like to find a guy like, wow, look at that gal. She's kind of cool. You can't be cool if there's over a hundred million of you, the exact same NPC robot saying the exact same thing with the exact same mind. You just every guy's, yeah, oh. <clears throat> you like wine and you like rom-coms and oh you you you're a fur mama and you have dogs and you have cats and you which is why i'd say uh, there's merits into having a, a legitimate profession like being being an engineer or a mechanic or something like that or you're in the military there's there's merit unto it for itself least of all financial but it's also like well that's different i know a gal she's Big plus in her category. She she's a mechanic on oil rigs, and a lot of guys know who I'm talking about because she's so. It's like wow, that's a cool gal. Holy, forget if she's attractive, but it doesn't matter. It's like dang. Now a girl who knows how to ride a motorcycle, a girl who knows how to wrench on motorcycles. <clears throat> that's different. So when you have your dating pro, I could make millions. If women were open-minded, it would just like give me the the raw clay for me to mold your dating profile for a fee. I could, because I've seen the dating profile, because I had to go through for that book in the research. I'm like, these are all the same. And that was the thing. Nothing stood out. And all the messages you get, ladies, are one from usually guys you don't want to have anything to do with physically. And guys that just want to have sex with you. That's it. They don't, they, they're not like, what? Because you can't, okay, this is going to hurt. You can't fall in love with an NPC. <clears throat> you can't. You, you can't fall in love with a robot who is regurgitating what it's been programmed to regurgitate because you're no longer human, but I will vote Democrat, Hillary, Trump sucks. All cops are bastards. I have a degree in the liberal arts. Up, up, up. Okay. Is there a core there? <laughs> is there a soul? Or is it all the Borg? Look it up. It's a 90s reference. <clears throat> Just kind of like, are you girls sick of the guy who lives at home, doesn't have anything going on? Well, that, that guy was conditioned that way, w which we can get into later, but that's beyond the scope of this topic. But are you different or are you common? The first and foremost of which, because I think it strikes at the core, is because your life philosophy is basically taking other people's money <laughs> and claiming that's brave and amazing. And that's all socialism is. Let's take those people's money. And if not, give it to myself, give it to other people so I feel good. That's theft. I don't care how much more money those people have. I don't care what rational. It's so basic and so boring. Like you could you could have like, for example, I'm, no, I'm a trained economist. <clears throat> and let's say I ran into a gal who was a leftist, which I'm ideologically uh, against. But if she's like, if she came up to me and her solution was, well, more of other people's money. And that's all, that's all it is. I don't know how you make a religion out of it, but people have. But she said, you know, even though for all more of other people's money, we really ought to consolidate. There'd be some economic gains to be made. If instead of having like 4,500 different taxes between state, federal, and local, we mandated sales taxes at the state, federal, and local level. So we all know what the price is. I'd be so turned on because that is a true sign of intelligence, not a Borg. Like, whoa, that's different. You thought of something. It wasn't other people's money. But uh, certainly with your dating profiles, ladies, 
cop, be different, something, something. And then we could, I could write a whole book on dating profiles. Like I said, contact me. We'll, we'll form a dating profile that, that will hopefully get you some guys. But just don't be common. Don't be average. Don't be the way you've been programmed to be. I'm not programmed to be. I have critical thinking skills. I'm a strong independent. That's exactly what the Borg would say. <laughs> the, 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 just You don't have to agree, but the true revolutionary is the gal who's like, well, I actually want to just be a stay-at-home wa- woman and, and support my husband. Whoa! Whoa! Sit down, everybody. Here comes the nuclear blast. Duck and cover. Like that's the renegade, you know, and another perfect, you know, don't be common. Gee, I wonder if you should get a tattoo like everybody else. I wonder if you should wear those Rachel Maddow thick rim glasses like everybody else. You guys are there like, uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, so that's, uh, Okay, nine. Also related, I'd say be interesting. Um, uh, uh, okay, I'll tell you, you've come this far. <clears throat> I'll let you on a little inside business with my little realm of the world, the business, the industry I work in. It's, I wouldn't say predominant or prevailing, but it is the majority of people in my little industry believe that um, women are there for, for you know, uh, well, not just procreation and and, and uh, wife and all that, not, not just a functional, but their love is relegated to what they can do and show support and in a wife and then for the children, a motherly capacity. A lot of men believe that for intellectual stimulation, you got to go talk to your guys. You got to go talk to the guys. It's like, that's why you have fraternal orders. That's why you have your buddies. That's why you have work. Like you're not going to talk deep philosophy with women. It's like they're just not they're not capable of being your friend. Uh, I've had different experiences, so I don't really necessarily I understand what they're saying. But this presupposes and is predependent upon you girls actually being interesting. And as to getting, you know, don't be common. Well, the opposite of that, be interesting. Read philosophy. Understand you want to be edgy, be a libertarian or not be a libertarian. Study liberty. You'll You'll be what you'll be. But study libertarianism. Read through history. I'm not saying watch the news because it's too depressing, but be aware of what's going on in current events. And not, oh my God, Tina Bit Boppity Boobity released a new album. And she said, OMG, uh, uh, Shaniqua Tanner was talking smack. You know, rival. What was it? Britney Spears and somebody else had a rival. Or am I thinking Madonna and. Cindy Lauper, are we going back that far? Whatever the gossip columns are, no. Did you read the read the Wall Street Journal? Read the Economist, and even then, I wouldn't read the Economist. This is just to get you primed. Um, get a hobby, like a, not not wine and dog. Yeah, got it. Dog rescue. Yeah, done a million times. Hey, you, I went. I I uh I entered a marksman competition. I know how to clean a pistol. I don't know how to shoot it. All right, whoa. You you sample scotch. You know your scotches. Obviously, very masculine hobbies. I'm not saying do it because you're going to get a guy do it if you. But be be interesting. So the guy's going on the date. He's not like you know playing tennis by himself. Remember you play tennis. You didn't. You see you play tennis against the wall. 
That'd get awfully boring. And the vast majority of but on hundreds of dates. Vast majority of dates. I was Hey, it's morning. Hey, it's Sergeant Rumpy Fluffalo. Hey, Sergeant Rumpy Fluffalo, what's going on? Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Hey, Sergeant Rumpy Fluffalo. Do you know you were more exciting than like 90% of the girls I've ever dated in my life? Because you actually talk back, at least in my mind, you oh thanks, Aaron. You're a really cool guy. What do you think about? Capital gains tax. Well, I think it's stupid. I think we should consolidate all that. I agree, Aaron. You're such a smart economist. Thanks, Rumpy. That right there was a way more interesting conversation than 9% of the gals. Be interesting. Ask a guy a question. If you don't have anything to talk, ask him. What do you do? But that goes back to that solipsistic or altruistic. Like, do you view the guy as an NPC? Well, then why would you even bother asking him a question? Or you to be entertained, entertain me, luxury. <clears throat> so there's that. Uh, and then 10, I guess this should be an assumption. Have joyful exuberant sex. If you remember, what's his name? Alan Greenspan, joyful exuberance or excessive exuberance. Irrational exuberance, that's what. You want to have joyful exuberant sex. If you're, if he's got to pull teeth, it's not, look, a guy can like, yeah, okay. If you have obligatory sex, <clears throat> he could tell if you are like attacking him, that, that is going to fire up emotionally, psychologically. It's going to make him vibrant. You'll have your man. But if it's like, yeah, oh, oh, don't be surprised if he gets fat. Don't be surprised if he starts looking for something on the side. Don't be surprised if your marriage or relationship goes to pot. Have joyfully exuberant sex. Because he can, he can get tooth pulling sex by paying an, an escort. Heck, they probably more they probably at least put on a show. At least they feign interest. All right. Joyfully And that means you got to pick the right guy. And if he gains weight, maybe you cook too much for him. Okay. Hey, 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 you get to the gym. That's not nagging. That's true. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll give you, stay in shape, and then you put on some sexy lingerie. When you come Stop whining. Just do it. Put on some sexy outfit. Don't wait for him to ask. Just do it and see what happens. You know, like, if you got to say, what kind of outfit should I put on? You just killed the mood. He shouldn't even know. He comes back from work or you come back from work and you stop at a, like, a, you know, you go into your regular work outfit, whatever. All right. Then you stop at a wayside or something and you change it to a sexy thing and you put the standard old raincoat over it. And he's whatever. He's working in the garage when you get home. You're like, hey, how you doing? And he's not paying attention because he's a dumb guy and guys are, you know, whatever. And you just wait. And then he'll kind of like, why do you got a ring? Oh. And then I wonder if the sex will be more fun. Or if he's going to lean over to you. And go, hey. Okay. <laughs> guys, a bit of advice. Go pay for it. Get some on the side. Go. Joyfully exuberant sex. Requires you pick the right guy. <clears throat> now, 
here's the problem. Let's talk about deploying a strategy. All right, that's your obligation. You do, you do those ten. There's nothing else you could do, ladies. Nothing. And now I know what you are saying. There just aren't any guys. I know. I wrote this book. I know the statistics. You're right. There's no guy. It's crap. It is crap selection. I'm not going to go into how that crap selection came about. You girls look at the effects of putting life on easy mode and why are there any strong real men? Did you pay for everything and bail them out? You did. You raised a bunch of girls. Hmm. Wonder if that's going to change. Okay. So <clears throat> if you want to put in that effort, now you got to go get the guys. Let's talk about deploying your strategy. All right. One. You're going to have, here's the dynamics of the layout of the guys. Only 10% of them are worth a damn, if that. Okay, and you want that 10%. That 10%, though, guys, ladies, I mean, they're spoiled for choice because every girl wants that 10%. The remaining 90%, you girls voted to raise an environment of weak, effeminate, soft, leftist, liberal, and I do mean that in a political sense, men. They're dependent on the government. They're dependent men. Okay. They're not hard. They're not industrious. Terribly sorry. You want the industrious hard men? Generally, you're going to run into conservative, libertarian, writer-leaning political idea. Not that they're going to be crazy, radical Trump supporters. <clears throat> but they're going to be like, yeah, I want my lower taxes. Right? But that's small 10%. Right? Um, oh, that's right. Okay. So if you do all this, they're going to notice. You're going to have to get to know them, but you're going to have to sift through all your messages. I know you have a ton of messages, ladies. I know. And you have to go through it, but you're going to have to find those guys. Instead of going to the nightclub or putting on Wolverine length uh, nails and a weave and all that, go through your messages. That's the work. That's the work. That's the hard part. How good is sitting there waiting for Mr. Right to come along? So you got to go through your messages. You got to look through the profiles. <clears throat> and then you look for the guy like, wow, he's cute. Start with good looking because no, no reason to go for it anyway. Reach out to him. Okay. Vet him out. That's, that's your new part-time job, ladies. You got you to go to the gym. Now you got to go through your messages. And somewhere in there in the hundreds of messages is probably a guy that's worth a date or two. Related to that, if you find a guy, you vet him out. He's not a weird, it's not a fake profile. It's not catfishing or anything. Go on not one date, but two dates. Because not every guy is on his game in, on the first date. And you should be able to figure it. Now, if he's weird or something's wrong on the first date, fine. But if he's a little nervous, go on a second date. Right? It's work. It's work. It's not a Disney movie where Mr. Right comes along and everything slows down. And you're like, oh, and, and everything goes out of focus. But it's no, no, <clears throat> that is not how it works. You need to go and meet that spend a little bit more than an average. And, you know, coffee date is fine. Maybe a cocktail or something. But that's fine. I'm not saying you got to go on a day long date. Those are fun. though. Usually that meant someone's going right. I enjoyed those. Then it all disappear. Like, I thought we had a good time. Oh, well. <laughs> Uh, what is that? All right. Another thing related to the new day, since you've brought up a bunch of weak, effeminate men and all these boys are spoiled. The 10% the of men are spoiled for choice. You need to stand out. You know how you stand out? Not only do you have a degree in engineering or something cool, you ask the guy out. Now, I'm not saying you got to hem and haw and, and flirt and, you know, flirting helps too. But if you see a guy and you think he's cute, you want him to ask you out, it, the flirting doesn't work. It just doesn't work. They're, they're trained. 
not to woe is us or anything. Men have been conditioned, not, not kidding for the past 40 years. Like you don't like us. <laughs> I know. I know that. We're getting out. No, that's what, that's the message boys got. Okay. So they stopped looking <clears throat> many years ago. You look, Oh, that's a cute girl over there. And, and let's be honest, you go to Walmart guys and there's nothing to look at. So guys are kind of more mission focused. Like I got to get this thing on Walmart. I go to the gym to work out. The blinders are on. Uh, so you got to kind of do more than like wink or flirt or looked that, that does not work anymore. Right? You do not go to a bar and look across a guy and he comes over and puts his keys on the table. I know I got perfectly good pockets, but look, I got a BMW. See the logo. And those are boomers. You see a guy cut through the BS, save yourself some time. All right. Go up to him, have your name and number written down and say, you should take me to dinner sometime. And no offense to you, ladies, you're not good at keeping up a conversation or approaching guys because you don't have it's not in your genetics and you don't have the experience. Airstrike, get in, get out. Get in, drop your payload, get out. So, like on the way out, like you're you're checking, you see a guy at a grocery store. You go get your groceries. You keep an eye on where he is. He's not even going to know you're there, okay? And then you you kind of stalk your prey at the exit to the grocery store. You have your number and name. Do that classically. Give him the piece of paper. Don't do the phone thing. Stand out. Then boom. You should take me to dinner sometime. And you're going to have a deer in headlights. Actually, sadly enough... The- not kidding, ladies. 40 years, guys have been told you don't like us. He's going to think something's wrong. <laughs> He's going to be like, what's wrong? Is there someone's going to hit me and take my money? What's going on? They're going to, there's going to, like, where's the camera? And there you go. You're going to, and that's, that's what, that's all the effort I want you to do. <clears throat> yeah, to Jim. Great. Another one, kind of play a little flirtatious, required a little bit of bravery on your end. You see a guy, although, you maybe don't want to where you you don't want to defecate where you eat, <clears throat> but if you're at the gym, guys can't ask you out at the gym. You only you girls can. You go up to a guy. You ever gonna ask me out? Don't worry, the short circuit will end. He'll reboot. He'll get back. Oh yeah, sure. <clears throat> well, you know, do you want to go through swiping or do you see the guy? That's the guy. I want him to take me out. We'll go. Ask him. So a little bit more pro-action. Be feminine in public. Okay. The online dating is a mess. All right. Uh, so just when you go out in public, again, don't dress yourself to the nines, but put on a dress. Should I go? Just dress better than the average person at Walmart, which shouldn't be a high hurdle. And if you're in shape and you wear fitting clothing and you go out, you probably hopefully visually attract some men. <clears throat> so you got there. Oh, increase your range. Age range. I got some younger gals. They fall into two categories, like really young, like 18, 19, 20. I, and they're honest. <clears throat> I want a husband. I want kids. I don't want a career. I want what they had in the 50s. And I'm like, well, kind of got bad news for you, dear. Most of the guys your age are still living at home or off the parents or off the government or a combination of all three. Most of the guys are not masculine even know what the hell they want. The only guys that I do know are like at least 30. Oh, no, that's too old. Is it? 
Or is that just what you condition? Because like I look at guys in the 30s, I'm like, well, he's a good looking guy. He should be able to have a wide range of dating. And is the range of age or other <clears throat> variables self-imposed? Are they ideal? Well, I'm only accepting a guy who's 28 or younger. Well, what if there's a really good looking 32 year old? Would you consider that? And then I got older gals. Well, I'm 45 and, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to have kids. They're realistic with their scenario, their situation. I, I don't, and they don't have kids. I kind of want to find a guy. I'm like, well, you want to date like a 58 year old? No, grow. Like, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> I'm not saying an old, regular 58 year old that goes to Walmart on a rascal. I'm talking an in shape 58 year old. Because I got news for you the 38 year old ain't going out with you unless it's just to have sex. So if you can increase your range to where ideally 30 or up, I'm not talking 70, but like once a guy gets to 30, in theory, he's got his act together, in theory. Unless you keep voting bailouts and rent moratoriums, then he's just going to be life on easy mode. He's going to be a pansy. But in theory, a guy should be masculine and have his stuff together and ought to change oil. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> but if you can increase around like, okay, he's got a little bit of gray. He's got that touch of gray. Well, that means he's also probably got money and stability. So, you know, I don't know. See if you can close your eyes. <laughs> Um, I would also, I get a, a lot of flack for this, um, Bumble, I wouldn't be bothering with match or plenty of fish or whatever. You got to go Bumble or more restrictive. Bumble, you're the ones that reach out to the guy that much I do know. And then another one that I'm not, I don't get any popularity for this, but I'm a good economist. I look forward. <clears throat> I believe the sugar daddy sites are going to be the future of dating. Not that you'd go there as an actual sugar baby for uh, lady of the evening activity. Though so if you do, I'm a libertarian. Do whatever you want. Um, but a site like Seeking Arrangement, the guy's got to pay uh, a monthly fee or monthly dues. And then I think he's also got to pay for you. Now, here's what some gals are doing. They're using that as a screen because if you got to pay, that screens out men. Like a, a guy that lives at home playing video games, <clears throat> living off his parents or the government, it does not have the money for playing and uh, seeking arrangement, right? So already the guys who are on there have jobs, which is a big concern for you girls. So it's somewhat dishonest because it's already implied why you'd be going on a sugar baby site. But if you go in there and you're honest in your dating profile, I am not looking to hook up. I, you know, that certainly might happen. I'm using this as a screen to find a guy to go and date. That may be the future. Because just as hard it is to find quality men, men are having a hard time finding quality women, namely those that are in shape. And that's why they go to these sites. Because the guys who have an interesting thing that is happening is guys who have money don't have time to be going and chasing after girls at nightclubs or swiping left or right. And they're going straight to, for lack of a better word, uh, pay for play. But there is a gray market in there where it's kind of the girlfriend experience. And even that, it's not even an escort. It's just like, no, here's the money. I want good-looking chicks. All right, I've solved the – I don't have to go to Walmart. I don't have to ask that girl out anymore. And not now. I think it's a very small percentage of people on sugar sites. I believe in the future, men who got the money and the stability and the economic intelligence say, I don't have time for this. Here's the money. Now I got girls that are at least physically attractive and willing to show up. And then new girls can also say like, all right, <clears throat> these guys got the money. 
I put in the time to stay in shape. I'm going to use this as a dating and then maybe down the road, find something better. No guarantees, but I'll tell you that you're going to, you're going to cut through a lot of the BS going on, on sites in general, sugar site or not where men got to pay. You will find men with jobs. That's all I can guarantee. I don't know if they're going to be masculine men or manly men. You could find nerdy squares who make a lot of money, but are not in good shape. But you know, you could you could find that out. And then finally, lower your expectations. Um, <clears throat> but the guys, guys want steak. We're going to the supper club. We want steak, and I keep trying to explain to them again in that book, the Book of Numbers, analyzing the, uh, the pursuit of women. Like there just isn't enough good good women to go around, guys. There are not. Not enough quality women, and by quality, that is defined, uh, maybe not in the functional practicing word, <clears throat> marriage material. There, are, Let's use that instead. There's very few marriage material women out there. They're quality gals, but they're all obsessed with career and other stuff. They might make good wives down the road, but there's very few. And so whereas you came to this steakhouse, I'm sorry, sir, steak is not on the menu. It's not on the menu this life, sir. And then there's other things. There's lobster, there's chicken, there's a good pasta dish we got, but there is no steak, sir. And you girls, unfortunately, are going to have to face the same thing because men and women are, are the opposite sexes on the same coin. There are not a lot of high quality men, certainly not marriage material men. And yes, I'm pointing at you girls who keep voting to make things easy by just giving away free money and bailing things out and socialism. Why are all the men soy boys with groomed beards? Why are they all liberal arts? Why can't I find a man? You created them. Now date them. Have fun. <clears throat> anyway, not a lot of uh, quality men out there. But at the same time, I think you girls are propagandized. Like my prints are go or nothing. Like 10 or nothing. And no. <laughs> Can you settle for an eight? You know, I'll bring it in another like, I, I went on a lot of date with these tall girls. I'm a shorter guy. I'm only 5'9". And, and I, I did great. I did but and I'd have a great time with these tall gals, and always reluctantly. Uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. I'm like, I thought we had a great time. I wouldn't even say I'm like, I knew we had a great time. Inevitably, I figured out it's like they liked me, but they just couldn't date a guy shorter than them. Oh, they couldn't commit to that. Why would you want to have fun ballroom dancing and hiking and kayaking and shooting guns and grilling food? Why would you want any of that? Not that. Not sex on the island of the kitchen. God, anything but fun. Um, can you date a shorter guy? Do you need him to be 6'1 if you're 5'3? Does he have to make six figures? And here's a big one, ladies. Here's a big one. You do know tradesmen generally make more. They got their act together. <clears throat> tradesmen make more than your finance dude bros. Can you date a plumber? Can you date an electrician? What's wrong with that? And by the way, huge way of lowering your standards, but not really lowering your standards because they're higher quality men. How about screw what your female friends think about you dating an electrician? Oh, he drives a truck. It's all dirty. Yeah, and he makes 90 grand a year. Well, my husband, boyfriend, whatever, he's a senior project manager at XYZ Solus Corporation, and he has project management certification, and he makes 105 an hour. And he's on the site, da, 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 da. yeah, but he's gone 60 hours a week. Where's <laughs> your electrician guy? Comes back, and wow, your house is in order, and the cars probably work too. 
you know, and I think you'd find a lot more guys if you stop giving a damn what your female friends, frenemies, think about them. And there you go. There. Now, when girls come in and ask me, how do I find the guys? I could just send them this. Yes. Oh, it took an hour and seven minutes. Yeah. But I'm going to, anytime a girl comes, I'm like, here it is. That'll be $25, please. Assuming they're not smart enough to like search. Of course, most girls are coming in new. They don't know who the hell I am. All right. Let's go to the super chats if there are any. <clears throat> and I'll probably go through this super chat thing here. Uh, what do we got? Female dating strategists. Uh, what I guess we got a female dating strategist in here. Wow, you and Wazda are gonna. She's slamming on me. Oh my god, can't wait. This non critical. Oh, okay. There you go. Bye. <laughs> non critical thinking. <laughs> She's gone. I did I not just say the truth? Did I not just improve every prospect of gals like on multiple folds? Was that like a made up account? I don't know. Uh, I just want to. I'm surprised we if we got if we got that fly in the ointment. I want to make sure. Uh, any other? All right. Alex Patino, a truck driving Latino agent in the field, five bucks. Even cavemen women knew that there was a cost benefit, whatever grunts or hand signs they communicated effectively and efficiently quid pro quo. Uh, Fred, you know what? I'll pull up the YouTubes. We'll take a little bit of a break. I'll pull up the YouTubes and then we'll. <clears throat> um, I'll go through the Miss Super Chats. That's why I don't have to do it later. Fred, uh, Swedish ballroom dancing poops. Juan, the Aztec patriarch, stop mansplaining you racist massage. Where did race come into this? Where? Where? Mansplain. Well, see, and that's the sad thing, Juan. It's like, man, you can't explain reality. I mean, and let's let's also be honest. If a gal is coming to this site, hiring a company called Asshole Consulting, She's probably past the indoctrination. She's probably like, okay, whatever Oprah and the women's magazines told me is not working. And I actually do want to. So they're more bold and brave than, than the average bear. Uh, so I think they're more receptive to a, a, a forthright, blunt conversation. I thought I was polite. <clears throat> so those type of gals are just going to listen to a man for advice. Oh, that's man. Any, any kind of advice would be mansplaining. So. Was the vision productions, five bucks, how to get the guys. I ask yourself, what would a fe- would female dating strategists in the chat say do? And the complete opposite. Okay. Who's female dating strategist. Maybe we'll look her up later. All right. Why don't we take a break? Give it 30 seconds. I'll be back. We'll get through the Miss Super Chats.
Okay. Scroll back there. We didn't have that many. Okay, so we can get banged through this. Swalu Blue for two bucks. Greetings from Houston, Texas. Hey, Swalu, what are you doing down there? You're traveling down to free country. All right. Drug go over five bucks. How to get the men's be thin. Also stop telling men that they ain't bleep or that you love your pet more and that your pet is better than, for example, like I said, I think if a girl is coming here, um, she's beyond that. Uh, and most of those gals, like, you know, if, if they're solipsistic, they are not in the market for men and that's fine. They've made the, they, they can go. I mean, by all means go, don't waste guys time. That's fine. People have the right to choose. Uh, Joe Jones, $1.99. Buy a guy some ammo. That'll score. Yeah. Well, see, but how do you know that he he likes guns or even has a gun? Like, that would seem a little weird. Like, let's say she goes up to a guy and he's just anti-gun. All right. Because he's not a real man. And you give him bullets. He's he's going to be a little, maybe even insulted. But like, what? what? But if you're at a gun range, like, hey. That would be a great. Okay. So hear me out. Here's another one, ladies. Okay. You go to the gun range, right? And you're at the gun range and you see a guy and you pay, what kind of gun is that? <clears throat> and he says, and you find out what caliber of bullets it use. So he's using a 223 ammo. Well, then you go buy a 223 ammo and you run on the 223. Give me a call. You put a little note inside the 223 ammo. Although if the guy's got a lot of ammo, he may <clears throat> throw that in with the rest of the ammo and not get to that box until it's too late. So you probably want to write it, tape it on the thing. That'd be a good idea. Um, happy nomadic, five bucks. Men looking for marriage need to go Southeast Asia. Western civilization isn't worth your time and effort. I, I, <clears throat> There are greener pastures overseas, but it's not as green as you think. It comes with other drawbacks and, and problems. But generally, yes. I mean, the time and effort and money as an economist, your time is much better. Look, if your option was go to nightclubs and hit, go overseas, just go overseas. But like Rolo always says, if you don't have game and personality here, you're not going to have game and personality over there. So obviously you have to go put yourself through the same workout, become a man, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Scott Wilson, <clears throat> five bucks. I like Ike. Yes, Ike, Ike, guys, I like Ike. Judd Grover, two bucks. Shout out to Sergeant Rumpy Fluffalo's Cappy's BFF forever. Yes, Sergeant Rumpy Fluffalo, my my main sergeant. Uh, then we got Alex Spoom caught up there. All right, any other super chats? Here's Wazda. Do the complete opposite. Any more? Oop, scrolling up. Boop, boop, boop. Tell Chanellis, new new guy, dollar uh, seven or one pound seventy nine pence. Isn't Anne Rand's objectivism all about hypergamy? I, if I read it, I can't read Anne Rand. It's just it's like this thick. Like her and Karl Marx says, hey, what should we do to like make sure no one understands our ideologies? Let's write thick books that never get to the point. I thought objectivism, which I can't really think in high regards as some deep philosophy, is like. This is objectively a stuffed buffalo. <clears throat> That's what it is. Like, men don't like fat chicks. That's it, you know? I don't know if it goes into hypergamy. Girls want a rich guy. Oh, well, of course. Okay, preferably, yeah, a better guy. Girls always want a better guy. I, I don't think that's deep. Joe Jones, two bucks. If he's anti-gun, it's a waste of time anyway. 
Well, not necessarily. You could find a guy who's, I guess, masculine and doesn't like guns. There's 300 million people in the in the uh, country. There's got to be a, a masculine leftist guy somewhere, right? One, two, maybe. Judd Grover, two bucks. Is this the origin of Cappy's POA book for the girl? No, no. The reason I put this video together so I could just copy the link. Hey, it's 25 bucks. Here you go. If you have any other questions, hit me up something specific to your situation because I, I like to have different questions. And now I've saved a lot of time. Boom, that's it. All right, more consulting on the way. We'll see you guys later. Toodles. I am amazed at how much better mood I'm in when I get to do videos on what I want. And they've been building up. Like I've one of these days, I may even do um some deeper ones because it's just so much faster to do a video than it is to write it out. Because I got like blog posts, but I'm never gonna catch up to them. Never been working down this house too long. So Anyway, um, I'll be taking this video and two previous videos and making one big podcast out of it, uploading a SoundCloud in case you guys didn't want to deal with my face. You don't want to look at my ugly mug. That's fine. So the final one today is going to be the Church of St. Red Pill. Uh, now, this idea has been floating around in my head for quite some time. And the uh, reason is because I was brought up in the church. I was the son of a man of the cloth. Dad was a pastor, and I got to see... Uh, the behind-the-scenes action, uh, which would make a very horrible after-game. Behind-the-scenes church, after the sermon. All these lame sports shows. The pre-pre-game, pre-pre-post-post-game pre-show. The Irish that they could do that with the sermon. And it'd be equally as interesting. There's one thing, I, two things I noticed. Many things I noticed. But the one thing I noticed was two things about church and religion. All right, One is the main reason of church is for people to deal with their mortality, to deal with the afterlife. Uh, and this is a human condition. This goes back to the before time, before time, way back in the day, before Christianity, before anything. And all it is is people like, dang, I hope I don't die. And like, hey, what's there's, there's a movie called How Lies Began. It had Ricky Gervais in it. And it was just where people could only tell the truth. <laughs> Oh, first half an hour has been a good movie overall, but the first half an hour is brilliant. But it's how religion was formed. And his mom's passing away. He doesn't want his mom to feel bad. He says, oh, this would be this place where we're going to meet. And, and dad's there and everyone else is there. And then <clears throat> the whole, wait, 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 you know about this place? He's like, well, no, I was just, and he could, you know, I, I guess he could lie. That was the, so he could start lying. But religion, first and foremost, well, first and foremost, is there to form as a government. Do what we say or you'll burn in hell. So obey. So that was the societal purpose of religion. But the individual purpose of religion is so that you can wrestle with your mortality. So that you might have the convenience or the luxury of believing in an afterlife. And I am envious of those of you who do have that. Which is why I never really slam on people who are genuinely religious. Uh, the second purpose 
of religion is to give you some kind of value or purpose in living in life. Not necessarily living for God, Yahweh, or Allah. Certainly, though, that's in the religions. But uh, you look at Leviticus, some of the Older Testament um, chapters. It's it's rules, laws. There's wisdom. Any any religious text is do this, don't do that. It's all wisdom passed down. Part of that wisdom is how to butcher animals, what animals to not eat. But a lot of it is, what is the point and purpose of life? Why should you Why should you live this way? How are you going to live? It's not just do what I tell you and follow these 10 rules. Or there's a guy with a pitchfork that's going to stab you and going to burn all the time. Oh, hell, that's what we got when we were three or four years old. Believe in the pedophile-looking, long-haired guy with the robes or you're burning hell. What's hell? Can I play with my truck? No. Worship this man. Where is he? Here's a picture of him, a rendition. He's awfully white for a, mid, white for a Middle Easterner. Okay. Otherwise, then I can I play with my truck? No. Not a lot of fun in the Wisconsin Senate. If you got a choice of Lutheran churches, I strongly recommend against the Wisconsin Senate one. Uh, anyway, where's it go? Oh, but beyond don't do this because I said so, you're burning hell. There's also some wisdom passed along you know like, don't do this and here's why and handle the wife this way and why and then deal with the kids this way and why but also life purpose and why why are you living <clears throat> beyond christ and so in the before time i'm going way back uh you would go to church or synagogue or whatever you'd have your rituals you go there as a family repent your sins whatever <clears throat> And the church ended up not only becoming government, but a lot of times the community is how things form. You all, we all believe in this guy in the sky, not that guy. He's the wrong guy. Oh, foolish. You people believing in that guy in the sky when obviously it's our guy. <laughs> uh, but the point is that it gave you point, purpose, agency, reason, and living in life. And a, and a how-to manual. Like, here you go. And so that's fine and good, but then what if you don't really believe? What if society mocks or scorns? Or, as is the case, what happens when your religion, whichever one it may be, and I don't think Christians are the only ones here, but we're going to be focusing on Christians. What if your religion, your church, abandons the teaching of the religion? And this is where... it. It's it's been fun, guys. It's been real fun watching all the Christians like fragment. You know, it's like, oh, how hard is it? Guy on the cross died for sins. Don't make it more complicated. Oh, we gotta make it complicated. And seeing all the different the Unitarians, the Episcopalians, <clears throat> Church of England, uh, the um the original split back in the olden days, um Orthodox. Eastern Orthodox and the Catholics. And then to see how things change. Ah, it's not really Christ. It's it's communism, like your current Pope you got now, that guy. We can have female teachers, or teachers, not teachers, pastors. Oh, yeah, you can be, now nah, nah, you can be gay, now nah, you couldn't before. Ah, I was wrong. You can't have female, yeah, you can. My favorite, though, <clears throat> I think it was called St. Mark's. Don't quote me on it. I want to say it's Episcopalian. Right on Hennepin Avenue, just north of Highway 94, before it turns north in the Lowry Tunnel. And they had the baptizing of the animals. 
it was like 20, 25 years ago. And I, and I was already like, no, not Christian. Not no. Till someone comes up with a pure God, I'm out, but I still observe. And I'm like, wow, it really means nothing. It's just a money-making operation, isn't it? Cause you're baptizing animals. All right. And now I find it very interesting because I have a libertarian perspective, like, yeah, there should be female pastors. You should be gay, whatever. But the irony, especially pertains to Christianity, is like, well, wait a minute. Your biblical text said those are all wrong and not dues. And now you are doing and allowing it and you're the leader of the church. Well, then what does that say about the veracity of all the other things said in the Bible or your particular religion? Riva, South Dakota. Atham, look it up. It's it's a a post office with a gas station and there was a church. Reverends Bob and Margaret something. It was Lutheran. I even remember the Wisconsin Synod back in the day. This this is like the footloose, you know, fire and brimstone. You're all burning in hell. And even if you're on God's good side, you'll you'll at least get a third degree burn in hell. Maybe not death, but um, <clears throat> this is like no dancing. There was no dancing allowed in, in the Wisconsin Synod. Now they're allowing dancing. Well, if you're wrong about that, what else are you wrong? And you guys all can't all these pastors. Right, no, right, 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 right. We have a monopoly and a lock on everything moral and right. And we know everything. Who do you know? Because you just admitted you were wrong. And so it's very interesting to see, in this particular case, Protestants uh, further fragmenting and not pursuing Christ, but rather marketing and profit to become everything to everyone. And I would also argue for those, let's say you really did believe in, in Christianity, the teaching of whatever, the Bible. And you happen to be gay. You would say, all right, I'm, I'm not agreeing with this. It's just one logically. Okay, uh, uh, I should not be gay. I can't control it, though. That's that's how I, I was born. I sure as heck ain't going to become a pastor. <laughs> you know, love the sinner, forgive the sin. And you're like, okay, I, but I, I believe in Christ. I want salvation. And you'd have to reconcile that. I'm sure many <clears throat> millions probably of, of religious gay people do. The situation I don't envy. <clears throat> but you wouldn't go so far as like, yeah, I should be a pastor. Because then you don't, and that's what you see happening now is that churches and sects and all that have abandoned Christ. They have abandoned the religion, and now they've essentially become clubs, just social clubs. Now, I knew this way back in the before time because you could see it. The vast majority of Christians were not Christian. Everyone's getting divorced. Everyone's having affairs. Everyone's not raising the kids. And for the most part, you go there for a social call. Guys go there to pick up tail and trim. Girls go there to find a stable guy. Everyone's there because they feel like crap, you know, but that's not about believing. Christ was like a distant third. That was, a, it was always an ulterior motive. This was corroborated then. <clears throat> Bethel and Crown College, two Bible colleges in the Twin Cities areas, when I dated a handful of girls from there, where they used, oh, they were mean. Just, you think, oh, nice church-going girls. Maybe this would be more set. No. They were catty. They were mean. Why? Because it wasn't about Christ. It wasn't about the religion. It was that they could use and also abuse the religion to lord over men. And I've seen that happen where girl wants 
complete control. Religion provides a great tool to basically oppress your husband or oppress men with, like holding them up to Christ all the time. Now, how that pertains to the red pill, I shall connect the dots. Since an increasing percentage of Protestant faith, and we could also include Catholic as well, I don't know about the other religions, has been abandoning the true teachings of Christ and then pursuing other things like marketability, profit, um, political ideology. Other things have been able to creep. So already, if you are a legitimate Christian, there is really no reason. You're already got a bad taste in your mouth. But now, again, marketing and money to get more butts in the seats. Now they start going feminists. Now they bring in a new religion. And it could be Easter Sunday. They'll talk about females. They'll talk about feminine. They'll talk, you guys got your oppressive and women, da, 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 because it's all marketing. We have long abandoned Christ. This is a dead branch of Christianity, and it is now theater. That's what it is. It's feminist theater. Now, not every church is like that, of course. I'm sure there's some church out on the prairie in the middle of nowhere. I thought it would be Eriva. Apparently not. <laughs> That still is fire and brimstone, forgiveness, sin, all that kind of things. Oh, what's it saying in this book we got here? It says this. Oh, I think we already got it established. But for the most part, the church has abandoned Christ. The church has abandoned the teachings of Christ in the Bible. And now they the, the pastors are getting wise and they are playing to make money. They're playing to get butts in the pews. And part of that is now bringing in... <clears throat> uh, what's it called? The the parallel, not parallel, but uh, an, another ideology, another religion of feminism. And this is where the men have now left because we have two new uh, uh, things. That, well, we don't have two. We have one new thing, one old thing. And a lot of men are going to church. One, it's not about Christ. Everybody's turned against me. I'm to blame for everything. Oh, leftist politics in general. I remember going to a church one time. All the guy did was rant against rich people. <laughs> so it, there's no reason for guys to be there. But that doesn't mean they still aren't religious, aren't penitent Christians, and don't want to have a relationship with Christ. They still want that. So here's, here's what's great. There's this thing called the Bible. <laughs> and it's got all the things, all, all the stuff in there. And you don't need to go to church. See, before, in the before time, <clears throat> only only the... The clergy could read. They could interpret the Bible. And now you don't need that. You're literate. You got the Bible right there. Go pick it up. Whichever variation you want. Okay, you start reading through it. So already, if, if you believe that that word came from God, that's that's straight from the source, man. It wasn't dropped off at Amazon. It wasn't shipped to Walmart. It wasn't put on a display. Nope. <clears throat> you got it right from, right from the, the source, right from the printing press. God gave it to you. All right. So you could read that. If you're a reasonably smart man, you could figure out what the words say. But more so, and especially in light of the root beer float crisis, where we're not allowed to have fellowship, everyone keeps, oh, fellow. I had this idea for podcast pastor. We need fellowship. We need fellow. We need to be together. We need to be together. No, no, no. You're hostile. You're a toxic environment to men. Most churches are nowadays. It's not even about Christ. And you hate men. Just admit it. Or you want to profit off of them. Whatever. <clears throat> That fellowship is gone, long gone. Oh, run your, your food shelves for the poor people who fake believing in Christ for a sandwich. 
run your your rehab thing. So for free sandwiches and free lodging, all the heroin addicts. Oh yeah, I believe in Christ. Oh, just give me some. Food. It's cold out here. Right, uh, <clears throat> but there, there's Christ is not there. Right, but it is in the Bible, and these guys don't have to. They don't have to attend. There's no reason to go through that because there's no also no fellowship as well. There's no fellowship among fellow Christians at modern day churches in America. I don't know what it's like in other Western nations. I don't care. Right. So men now have their own Bible, but <clears throat> if you wanted fellowship, and we're not allowed to meet because boy, socialism is a much more powerful religion nowadays isn't it driving them to the internet and now you could get a sermon on, this is why i want to do podcast pastor good sermons every, every sunday couldn't find a pastor oh that's that's not plagiarism what is it simonry or simony <clears throat> oh making money oh, oh i can't do that oh i don't know how this internet thing works all right never mind so you could go <clears throat> tune into your pastor you could be online and have digital fellowship if you want. But now the guys don't have to go to church and get lectured and berated. The guys don't have to say, you ought to go marry that single mom. And All right, you got to do more for your wife. No, they don't have to. They can have a relationship with Christ with the Bible. And they can have a, a pseudo synthetic fellowship, at least online. And you're not letting them attend church anyway. Because when, <clears throat> when does the Epsilon variant come out? Let me know when we all got to go back to our caves. But here's where the red pill, I guarantee you, is going to supplant and replace church. Not for the belief in the afterlife in Christ. <clears throat> that is going to be a personal relationship with the individual man, his Bible, if he reads it or not, and whatever sermons or digital church he happens to consume. But the other part, the instructional part, in the Bible and other religious texts as well, because Rollo has a book out so to cover all this religion because feminism creeping into all the main religions. The instruction that has been lost this time, lost time tested wisdom, whether it was secular or religious, that's been gone. That's been poo pooed. Something about submit to, to the husband is that ever uttered in churches anymore? What about it's better to live in the corner of your roof than be under a nagging wife? Is that in there anymore? Is that taught? Are women's obligations taught? In are men told how to handle women, or do we even get to that? What about handling chip? Man, head of house? Is that even in there? Well, if the if church isn't going to do that, <clears throat> if modern day American churches aren't going to do that, the red pill most certainly will. And not to lessen one's belief in Christ, but that's basically it. I'm a sinner. Christ died for my sins. Feel like a piece of crap. Uh, uh, not apologize. Ask for forgiveness. <clears throat> Thank God. I and, and and believe in the in the afterlife. That's that's pretty much all you need. And follow the rules of the Bible and and for whatever spiritual guidance. But real world practicality. If it ain't going to be taught in the churches, guess where it is? The Church of Saint Redpill. And if you wonder where men, where are the men? Men aren't going to church. Men aren't going to sermons. You know where they are? They're at the Church of Saint Redpill. And you think it was, <laughs> it's the opposite of the, the trope is the guy falls asleep during the sermon, wakes up. There's the pastor shaking everyone's hand. Oh, good sermon. Good sermon. They're rough. You're like, you were sleeping. We could hear you all snore. But instead of falling asleep 
in a regular old boring sermon or a sermon that lectures you and sermonizes you about bad, men, bad, women, great, rah, 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 men are tuning in at least three times as much to a red pill sermon about practical real world advice. Not because it's religious, because it's practical. Because where Christian churches are failing to provide leadership and guidance and real world advice, we're taking up the slack. Of course, my domain is finance. Rolo's got his thing. Rich has got his anti-fun, no classic cars, uh, no no ice cream, no pony rides. You know, he's he's more fire and brimstone. He's the Eeyore pastor of the Red Pill Church. But they're giving the men what the churches won't and used to. Real world practical effect, which is why when it comes out on audio, Rolo, love to tune into Rolo's latest book on the religion in the Red Pill. But if you want to know where the men are going, there is a new church in town because the relationship with Christ or Yahweh or Allah, because <clears throat> I'm sure you Muslims have a little bit of a, a little bit of a feminism problem too, eh? Uh, they got their relationship solved. They got that taken care of. They don't have the leadership. And you pastors, holy ball is wonder, Batman. Y'all remind me of... Uh, 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 Grand Torino with uh, Clint Eastwood, and there's like the 26 year old, what behind the ears, baby boy kid pastor. Like he's gonna tell the 80 year old Korean vet what to do. All right, that's that's all cute. You guys came out of seminary. That's great. You never touched a booby. That's great. You're gonna give us and you're gonna give real men advice, huh? Are you? Oh, that's real interesting. Oh, about how to handle women, huh? No less. Oh, that's rich. That's real rich. Tell me, tell me more. And this is why, and maybe I figured it out. Maybe, maybe this is where the donation comes in because it's very church-like. I even made a joke with my dad. He was trying to understand how, how the, the internet, the YouTubes work. I said, it's no, you should know it, dad. He's like, how's that? I say, I go up, I spew a bunch of BS and people give me money. Just like you being a pastor. <laughs> he, he got the joke. He found it funny, but it's kind of like that. Isn't it? You're supposed to lead the flock or Jesus was the shepherd, but you, you, is it a pastor? Like this is the flock. You're kind of supposed to kind of guide her through the valley of woe, the valley of evil, the valley of darkness, whatever, some kind of valley where bad things happen. Are you supposed to lead them? All right. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Die for sins. Yeah. Cross. Okay. Key minute. How about, how about the real world life application? You ain't providing it. Oh, you're baptizing animals. Hey, single mom or extravaganza, come here and take care of some other guy's kid. <clears throat> you're the problem. Yeah. Oh, shut up. And so now you're making it more atomized for men's relationship with Christ. They're having a personal relationship with Christ. They got the Bible. They got the internet. They can find any pastor they want. That's why I wanted to have podcast pastor, but you know, Pastors lack entrepreneurship. <clears throat> and they got the, they got their soul covered there. But they sure as hell aren't going to go into your Marxist leftist corrupted propaganda. Where it's all about money and wokeness and politics and anything but Christ. Anything but living a Christian life. Don't worry, we'll take your money. We'll take your listeners. We'll take your viewers. Heck, I've even thought about like going to the guys like, hey, what if we put together a red pill Bible? <clears throat> like we get that really thin paper 
and you have Rolo's books in there. You got a couple of my books in there. We throw Ryan's in there. You know, just, just some of the key ones, you know, just throw it a bit of Bible. Book of Rich Cooper. Don't have any fun. No sports cars unless they're foreign. Uh, be grumpy. Ride a boat. Uh. Uh. If that might be more the uh, the revel. What was the dark one? What was the was it? Maybe Richard just be in charge of the Old Testament, kind of like uh, fire and brimstone, death. I'm a vengeful God. Grow a beard. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. And if you want to see growth, you want to see where people are going for camaraderie and. Uh, 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 what are the, st- not stewardship? What was it? fellowship? You want to see fellowship? It's on the internet. It's Red Pill Fellowship because we're picking up where you guys left off or completely abandoned. And I'm not saying you're going to find Christ or religion or anything like that. That's why I like Beckloff because Beckloff he's a good Christian. That's why I'd be desperate to find just a Red Pill pastor who could deliver me a good sermon every Sunday and give me the MP3. I upload it. There's a little tithing plate. Bada boom, bada bing. I take half. Um, Half? You're crazy. No. No, I'm not. You see? Never mind. I won't go through the whole shtick. <clears throat> but that's it. If the collection plate's a little bit light, I don't know. We're getting super chats over here. Why? I presume because we're actually helping out the men. This is whole half of this population. Let me introduce you to this half of the population. They're called men. Okay, now, they're like women, but a little different. Let me explain. I don't know where that marketing came from. I don't know. Like, we're just going to lower the standards to let everyone in. And, so, and if that's the case, why don't you just become a social club? What's the, there, there's nothing wrong with social clubs. What, what's the difference? Tell me the difference now between... Uh, the Eagle Social Club, and any modern-day American church. Just go on there to socialize. The belief in God is a mere formality, isn't it? I mean, you could just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. Oh, is there a potluck? Can I meet some rich guys? Oh, I hope I get laid. <laughs> uh, anyone want to talk about Christ? I, hmm? Anybody? Bueller? So there it is. And really, am I optimistic? But man, we are raising so many people wrong and so lying to them uh, about just the real world. But then there's also the spiritual world. You know, religion plays a very important life in people's. I believe you need to have a religion of some kind. But man, you keep you keep pushing those boys away. They will find Christ. They will find Allah. They will find Yahweh. You can't burn the books. You can't burn the Bible or the the Torah or whatever, Quran. It's there, right, for the real Christians, the real Jews, the real Muslims. But the the fellowship, don't worry, they'll find out. And how to live their life, don't worry. We're reconstituting that. If not, we already have. Just keep, all we need you to do is keep yelling at men, blaming them for problems, treating them second class. And uh, abandoning Christ. And then we'll we'll cover the, the other stuff beyond the personal relationship with Jesus. All right. <clears throat> Super chats or the donation plate. Uh, See, that would be 
instead of hymns at the Church of Cappy, we'd play 1970s sitcom songs. Maybe even go 90s. Oh, I hear the blues are calling, toss eyelid and scrambled eggs. Uh, you guys like the thumbnail? Tai <laughs> uh, Do, two, uh, two euros. Are you confirming that Rolo is a cult leader? Yes, yes, he is the cult leader. Oh, instru instrumental man, new guy, five bucks. But Cappy, I have high EQ. Yeah, okay. The church of EQ. Whatever you got to believe in, guys. Whatever you got to believe in. There's more honesty and morality and uh, value in believing in, in a legitimate old school religion. Whether, I, whether I, don't, I don't believe it. I have more respect for someone who is a true religious man. Like EQ. Careerism, education, me, the, the church of me. Oh my God, doesn't that explain it? Everyone's about the church of me. Oh, what a boring church. I don't need to say my own damn praises. Oh God, I'm so bored of me. I don't, I've been with myself for 46. Hey, look, <clears throat> well, the few Christians out there, the Beckloff, what happened to Clary? Did he screw up like the Beatles and say he's bigger than Jesus all the time? <laughs> it was the title of a live stream. No, actually, listen, go back and listen to the whole thing, Beckloff. You'll see I'm, I'm actually quite pro-religious here, legitimately uh, religious. Bexy <clears throat> uh, Mike, two bucks. Ah, yes, that book with the stuff about the past. <laughs> That's a good one. I got to use that on my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that book with the stuff about the past. <laughs> I'll get a look. I'll get a look. The one I had to read a billion times over. In case the 48th time I read it, the Jews didn't escape Egypt. You know, the walls didn't come down around Jericho. Oh, God. Uh, Thomas Landrum, our accounting agent in the field, five bucks. I love that joke you tell your dad. What, the one about how how's my relationship with Jesus? I say, great. We went to the strip club at a grand old time. Is that the one? Mexi Mike, five bucks. You hinted at it in your uh, Conference on Masculine Excellence 2 teaser. More and more men, particularly bachelors, that are not the initial top 20 physical tall extrovert. Yeah, um, I'll be uh, speaking. <clears throat> if you're interested, email me uh, or just go back a couple of videos. Uh, Donovan's holding another Conference on Masculine Excellence. This one's going to be in Dallas. October 21st through the 24th. Speaking of church-like events, we'll have various many pastors, including Ed Lattimore. I can't wait to meet him. I haven't met Ed. Uh, I will be talking about what are bachelors to do with all their millions, technically trillions, uh, because a lot of us aren't having kids. We're not going to have an heir apparent, and it doesn't necessarily mean your nieces and nephews should inherit the money either. A lot of, well, not a lot, a handful of deserving um. Charities need it too. And some other things that I'll go over. Obviously, I'm not going to give it all away. Mexi Mike, five bucks. Exclude we with we can influence game, money, physics. We should learn, build, and men will now become the chaste gender, chaste gender who's selective about intimacy. <clears throat> okay. I don't know what you mean, but 
Hi, Juando. Two bucks. The Book of Ma- Manpocalypse by St. Richard Cooper. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be good. I'm not kidding. It'd be good to have like a bunch of the books all consolidated into essentially a red pill Bible. And then someone says, oh, I want, you know, I want it here, here. It's all here, here, all here, here, here. Watch 2000 years from now to be the actual, like it'd be the most popular religion. And it would be butchered. It'd be all this pomp and ceremony and singing and seance and incense and guys with funny hats. Although who knows, maybe everyone will wear a Ford hat and crappy sweatshirts. And now from the book of Cappy Cap. Golden Hures. Chapter 5, verse 17, subsection C. Maxi Mike, 10 bucks. As gals used to have to be about who they open their legs to, there'll be the single mommies and then there'll be the few quality gals who get the prize marriage for not being an ex-304 looking to be saved post-30. Is that all you could, didn't you have more characters you could have used? Dreiser rules, five bucks. Wives be submissive has disappeared from the Catholic church on one of my first wedding but she refused. I wanted in my first wing, but she refused. That should have told me something. <laughs> Your first, how is the second and third? <sighs> that that I'm real curious to see the success rate of millennial Christians. I want married. I want to see the success rate. Because that was back in my day when I was dating. They're younger, obviously. I want to see how that turned out. Because that, if they go to Christian college, guys, just, just, that's a hard pass. Hard no. Run for the hills. Eric Burns Marsh, five bucks. If I join the cult of Cappy, do I have to give up shrimp? No. Um, You could do whatever you want. Just give me money. Sit. There's no judgment here. We're at judge-free zone. There are no rules. It's more spiritual and being proud about yourself and forgiving yourself and self-love and having no standards because standards are a social construct. Boppity boobity boobity boo. Actually, there's already an entity called that's called the Democrat Party. So they got their own religious really, follow that. <laughs> Nothing's ever your fault. Uh, uh, Burns Mars. Mm. Competent man, five bucks. Just came out at 115 Eastern Standard Time. The Fed faculty soared by 69.2 billion to a new record high of 1.375 trillion, the highest on record. Everything's awesome. Money. <clears throat> it shows you how stupid people were in the past. Why didn't someone think of just printing off more money? See how well it's working? I don't know why someone, they'd be the most popular president ever, like if politicians ever. Joe Biden will go down as the world's best president ever. Had we just thought about printing off more money, think how, it was such a simple solution sitting in front of us the entire time. <clears throat> I'm surprised no one came up with it before or tried this before. Hey, you know what else? Everything should be free. Let's try that. Oh... Taekwondo, two bucks. Who would be the Judas or St. Paul of the... Well, Judas, the traitor? The traitor? I don't know if we really got a traitor. 
And Judas kind of felt bad and killed himself after Judas. Who stabbed us in the back? Who stabbed us in the back and went totally woke? Do we know anyone? I know people left, like Rolo became religious, not Rolo, um, Roosh became religious. <clears throat> I don't know if he necessarily disagreed or did a 180 with everything he said in the past. St. Paul. St. Paul went out and batted for the team, right? St. Paul went out there. Who went out there? It's got to be someone young. St. Paul is a younger guy. I don't know, maybe a, a Napier? TJ, some young kid? I don't know. St. Paul will arise. Don't, these are not my problems. Who was the pissed off apostle? Who was the really angry? I'd be the grumpy apostle. You know, you have the 12 dwarves. You have grumpy. The, there has to be a pissed off apostle. The very angry, doubting Tom, maybe doubting Thomas. Maxi Mike, five bucks. Instead of a robe like the Pope, you could sport the diversity flag as a cape because the judgment-free zone thing. Not the old flag, but the new flag. What's the new flag? Is there a new diversity flag? Why do they need a new one? What was wrong with the old one? <clears throat> They'll never be happy with like, here's what we believe. We've made our statement. Now we're going to go live our life. And uh, we have a group that meets up here and we support each other. It'll never be the happy new flashy. Anything but to go back home, look at myself in the mirror, and realize I have no value because I'm afraid of doing real work. I have beliefs that gives me value. Look, a new flag. <clears throat> Try some rules, five bucks. The second wife is a unicorn. Seriously, you declined to post a picture of you said, I'd share respect your words. Yeah, we don't need to share pictures of ladies. That's um, it's one thing like the gals. Uh, if she like if, if she's how can we she wants to model or she's like, no, I'm OK. But if you're married, older people, I don't know how old you are, but just just there's no reason to, to do that. Company man, five bucks. Out of today, the CEO of Pharmaceutical Giants, Moderna, says that even younger people will have to get the vaccine uh, booster shots at least once every three years. Oh, okay. Okay, have fun. All right, that's it. Um, let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear great red pill thing in the sky, thank you for the empirical wisdom and empirical data and the hurtful truths. Let us go forth and adhere to truth and reality. And don't kiss no fat chicks. Amen. All right. See you guys later, tools. I got good news, boys and girls. Cappy's all caught up with A-Hole Consulting. And I could do some originals. <laughs> it's been that long, yeah. I've been working on the darn house. All right, we're going to talk about synthetic <clears throat> and authentic mental illnesses. All right. Now let us let us go into the before time. Okay, join me. No one's going to get that joke. In the before time, what gave most of humanity purpose, value, and reason in life was their family and their children. 
because that's the only thing thus far we figured out to do on this planet is to perpetuate the species, right? But beyond that, sometimes people were eccentric or a little bit more individualistic. I said, well, I want to do more than just procreate. I want to do something else. A lot of that times I'll become a warlord and enslave a bunch of people or I'll become king and then I'll get murdered because everybody wants to be king. And so my stepbrother and uh, the regent and all that other stuff, look up all of history, not just European history, all of history. Everyone wanted to be king, which means everyone wanted to have an early death. Uh, but then as we more or less got out from underneath slavery, monarchy, government, where it was people by the people for the people. And technology came along, industrial revolution. We we're allowed to pursue things beyond just merely <clears throat> fornicating and breeding. And you'd have kind of like a profession or maybe become an artist or an actor or something, whatever, the, the limitless number of things you could have done. And it didn't even have to be recognized by society. It could, oh, I, I'm a mountain climber. No one really sees it, but I'm going to climb all these mountains. I'm going to be an adventurer, whatever else it is. <clears throat> and all these hobbies, all these endeavors and pursuits in life, whatever it was, famous or not, recognized or not, didn't matter. It was what, what you wanted to do. In addition with having family is what gave people value. Now, we don't have to go that far back into the way back time or way back machine <clears throat> to find out when the before time ended. Because now as we've had government for the people, by the people, the uh, universal law, the universal trait of the human race has been laziness. And when you combine that with democracy now and technology to make things essentially free where you don't have to work for a living. Now we're at this state, this stage, this post-Maslowian, Maslowian, Maslowian. We got no problems. And so what is it? What gives you value? What's the point and purpose? What, what it, and so whereas survival i know it sounds not exciting but just to get by just to be self a self-supporting adult that was one of my greatest accomplishments in life i was 18 went to college nothing had a little bit of money i saved up in high school to become a self-supporting adult and not have to answer to anyone because i owed no one anything that was a great achievement that unto itself gave, it still gives me value to this day because at 18 i did more than what most 40 year olds today do Heck, 60% of the population still relies on a government check. They're not independent people. So that journey, that galvanization process, turning me into a real man, women turn into a real woman, uh, that gives me value, gives me pride, and it makes it that my life doesn't count. But now, combination of technology, democracy resulting in socialism, and I would even say a virus, Generally, we could call it feminism if you wanted to, but <clears throat> where we've eliminated the opposite sex as something valuable and something we should aim for to ultimately have children. Now, what normally gave humans value, purpose, and reason in life, whether that was adventuring or accomplishments or going through trials or tribulations and, and, and uh, prevailing at the end, or something as simple as having a family, that's taken off the table. And whereas prevailing against nature is what got you to survival, now we don't even have to do that. But the desire for human or the human desire for purpose and value and meaning in life, that doesn't go away. That's been with us since time immemorial. Why do you think religion comes along? Why do you think there's love? Why do you think there's children? But now 
you don't need children. Oh, ch no, that that group, that sex over there don't like you. <laughs> I really don't want to. Children, oh, no, that's, I don't know, I don't know. And survival, prevailing over nature, becoming a real independent man or woman? No, you're entitled. Here's some government money paid for by those actually independent people. But even though everything's bought and paid for on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that doesn't give you agency and purpose and value in the world. And so now the lazy, which is here, it's just the majority of the population, the majority of the population is dependent upon the government or a, a partially dependent upon the government. The lazy and the unindustrious need some kind of value, purpose, and reason and, and agency in the world. And to have authentic purpose, reason, value, agency in the world, you must do something authentic. You must do something industrious. You must become something real, <clears throat> whether that's a profession or physical or, or whatever else have you. But people don't want that because above all else, laziness, the universal trait of humanity has made it. It's overpowering, actually, where it's like, no, you don't want to do anything industrious, any anything but anything industrious. And so now you have this kind of quasi conscious with this this world that shouldn't exist. It's like plasma. It's a state of being of matter that I guess it does exist in super high temperatures. But it's, it, it's a theoretical where I haven't achieved nothing, but I still have value. And now let's introduce mental illnesses. This generally falls under a philosophy, not philosophy, a rule of law that I call traitism, where people derive value from traits they were born with. And you can see where in today's world, everything is kind of bought and paid for through socialism or technology. Well, I don't want to work, but I still want to have value. OMG, look! A color of skin. Oh, my OMG, I'm looking in the mirror. I got brown eyes. OMG, my gender. And you see that where people value their traits. The new religion is traits. Traitism. How, who fornicated to result in, who fornicated, didn't abort me and resulted in me? OMG, I'm so amazing because of these traits I was born with. Now, some traits are obviously identifiable. Race, gender generally no one's really gotten into the brown-eyed people or the blue-eyed people. We haven't had blue-eyed people rights yet, just yet. I'm proud of my brown-eyed heritage. <laughs> but in, in the United States in particular, but this is not universal across the, the globe because uh, there's <clears throat> not we don't have a predominantly or a majority white uh, population all around the world. But here... Uh, a problem that faces people, let's say you're in the much-hated scapegoat group. You are male or you are white or worse, you're, you're both. And heaven help you if you're all three where you're straight too. Right? So what this then presents, and keep in mind, this is only those most prone to a trait, uh, this subdivision or uh, subcategory of traitism. So you say, let's say you're straight white male. You don't want to work as much as the other. You're no different. You don't want to work. But if somehow I could attain victimhood status, then I too can play the woe is me game. I'm the oppressed in victimhood. Give me the governments. Give me the stimmy checks. <clears throat> and now we have a huge jump in mental disorders. A huge jump in mental illness. And like a trait, even though some traits you are born with, other traits you can claim to have. Another one is religion. I'm this religion. I'm oppressed because the majority of people in this particular country are not this religion. I'm an oppressed minority. 
<clears throat> give me preferential treatment. Give me money. But this mental illness has a ramification for other people because it's it's wicked and it's more um, uh, unstable. It's like an isotope. I think an isotope is a, an element that has one extra electron, so it's volatile. It relaxes with it. And so here's <clears> – <throat> and everyone is running to it because, again, it is not exclusive to the boogeyman of whatever country you're in, in this particular case, white males, straight white males. Right? It can – Everybody can play this game in claiming that you have a mental illness when you don't. So now we have to talk about the difference between authentic mental illness and synthetic mental illness, right? Authentic mental illness, that's authentic. It's real. You actually do have dyslexia. We just had a client uh, yesterday. He says, yeah, I got tested. I authentically have dyslexia. Okay, you do. No, I'm autistic. I'm like Rain Man. Maybe I'm not even aware of it. Yes, schizophrenia, um, chemical imbalances, whatever else. So mental illness is a real thing. It does exist. But it's just too darn tempting for people who don't want to work for a living to claim they have a mental illness when they don't. And now we have synthetic mental illness. Now it gets a little obscure, a little gray, the genesis of this, right? Because it's not someone consciously saying, yeah, I'm going to, oh, I see what's going on here. If I'm somehow disabled or I have some kind of disability, I can claim the free government give me dads. I don't think it's that clear just yet because they come from school. They come from a childhood. And this environment predisposes people, sometimes fully convinces them and fools young boys and girls that they think they actually have a mental illness. For example, ADHD, anyone? I'm still, okay, dyslexia, fine, you know, okay, depression, that's a thing, especially, you know, got suicidal tendencies, schizophrenia, yeah, okay, bipolar, but ADHD, oh, you're just a boy locked up in a prison called school and you're acting out? No, that's normal behavior. <laughs> and when you make jokes, oh, I got a little bit of the ADHD or touch of the tism. <laughs> but when you're in it, you're a, you're a little boy, little girl in school, and you're just acting normal because teachers suck and school is a prison. Now we tell you you have a mental disorder. I can't wait to rush the school calling. Oh yeah, you got a pres- oh here's your prescription. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Now let's assume you don't have a mental disorder. Okay. Oh yeah. Now now the internet connection is unstable. <laughs> Hang on. Right when I'm in the middle. Hang on. All right, hopefully that's back. So the genesis of the faking the mental and the the synthetic mental illness, it starts early, right? It's not this kid making a conscious decision. Oh, I got a diabolical plot. I'm going to starts in the schools. And so any kind of behavior, boomer teachers and boomer parents, and now Gen X parents and Gen X teachers don't want to tolerate mental disorder, right? Now you now the kids brought up believing they got a mental disorder. And then we're going to feed the kid full of drugs. Psychotropic drugs going to have an effect on them. 
And whether or not the kid actually had a mental illness or not, after a certain amount of time, it does not matter. <clears throat> because living under the false assumption that you have a mental illness when you don't, or faking it to get yourself attention. Like, remember, go back into the 90s. Let's go in the, way, in the before time. In the before time, uh, girls in the 90s thought it would be edgy to do fake makeout sessions on dance floors. This is when nightclubs still existed. And then they get attention. They had no intention of getting a guy. They just did it for attention. If you kept that behavior up, though, wouldn't that kind of have a psychological effect? And it's the same thing here. In this primordial gray goo, whether you were lied to claiming you had a mental illness, or whether you got you figured out intuitively, ooh, if I act like I have a mental illness, I'll get attention and be popular in school, and I'll get lower standards, and life will be put on easy mode. After a while, surprise, surprise, to the point now you're a 20-something or a 30-something, and you've either been on drugs, believing you actually have a mental illness that you don't, or you were faking a mental illness when you didn't have one. By that time, you're mentally ill. And so whether it's an authentic mental illness, in which case you are mentally ill, or it's a fake mental illness, you're still mentally ill. Because synthetic or not, it's still got the same effect. Give you another example, <clears throat> bipolar disorder. Do you ever notice how the majority of people who have bipolar disorder are hot chicks, hot chicks in their 20s? Yeah, no, it's just she's a bitch, okay? that's And they use bipolar as an excuse to treat people like crap. Well, I just got bipolar. And that the temper tantrum, if any of you have ever dated a nine or a 10, all right, I'm sorry, terribly sorry. <clears throat> but they have those temper tantrums. You know, one gal was screaming at me on the highway. Another gal was screaming at me because I didn't offer to buy her a soda when I went in to pay for some gas. Like that type of stuff. It's amazing what happens when they turn 30. That never happens again. Or if you put your foot down and say, you pull that BS because it's a choice. It's a choice. But here's the question to you. Whether it's synthetic or authentic, does it matter? Because if it is authentic, well, you can't do anything about it. Sorry, I don't date psychotic people. But if they're faking this, it's almost even worse and a mental disorder unto itself. <clears throat> and so... A lot of it, and this is for the younger people. This is why I'm bringing this up. And I've talked about it indirectly about this in the past a couple times. <clears throat> but life is put on such easy mode for younger people. And you are so propagandized by your teachers and the media and your parents to think, oh, you have tradism. Oh, you're this race or that gender or sexual preference, you know, or you're made up, uh, you know, designer sexual preference. Right? Not to say there aren't non-binary people. There are, but most people are, ooh, I'm pan. No, no, you're, you're a tangent whore. That's what you are. But for you younger people out there, in part for yourself, where everyone's claiming, oh, you got you to gotta grab a trait. <clears throat> you got to grab a mental illness. You need a design. You need, in my day, you needed high-top Nike shoes. You need to roll your jeans. Girls had to add feather, bangy hair. In your day and age, you can't, be, you have to have an alternative non-straight gender. You must have some kind of, uh, you know, do you 23 and me? Hey, thank God I'm 12% Latino. Yay. See, I'm kind of a minority. And then you must have some kind of mental illness. Now, in my case, where I run into predominantly men, you guys are using it as whiny, complaining, excusey. I'm so, oh, I have anxiety. Oh, no, 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 no. That's as synthetic as a stripper's boob job. Get that out of here.
right? And if it was like, oh, I work out and I do this and I have a job, but I'm still anxious. Okay, may no, no, it's always I live at home and I don't do anything. I'm anxious. No, you just haven't had your ass kicked yet. You haven't gone out in the real world. <clears throat> but whether it is people claiming, oh, you have a mental disorder. Oh, this. Oh, that. Oh, here's your trait. Oh, now go out there and get the gimme that's and the free attentions and lower standards. Or you're a sane person and you start dating or interacting with other people and they everyone's got their disorder. Everyone's got their designer mental illness. Doesn't matter. And you need to know the layout of this landscape. So when you do, <clears throat> everybody has a bipolar girlfriend story. So that when you go on a date with a girl and the first date goes well, then you go on the second date and she ever utters the words, is she acting all weird? And <laughs> like, what's wrong? If you don't know, I'm not telling. That happens, bipolar, goodbye. Whether she has it authentically or not, you save yourself, ask Rolo Tomasi. Save yourself a year of time. Save yourself a world of psychological trauma. Gone, out, faking it or not. Girl's dating a guy and he's all emo. Oh, I'm depressed, social anxiety, but he doesn't go to the gym. Out, gone. It doesn't matter, synthetic or authentic. It does not matter because you can't date someone who's authentically mentally ill. <clears throat> and you sure as hell don't want to date someone who's faking it. And over time, they will become mentally ill, faking it long enough because that's all they got in life. And think how sad and pathetic that is when all you got is your trait especially if it's synthetic and made up. Ooh, look at me. I'm edgy. I'm a Bulbasaur sexual. And you actually believe it? I don't know. Bulbasaur, that's a joke on Pokemon. But like, oh, you act, okay, you're you're bisexual. All right. See, and But you are lying to yourself. You're doing it just to be edgy. Doesn't that kind of mess with your head by the time you're 30? So for you youngins now, where everyone's rushing out to get their traits instead of just being themselves and working a real job and supporting themselves and becoming a real man or a woman. And everyone's got their little card. Ooh, look, look, look. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <clears throat> and then, oh, oh, life is so difficult. I have a case of the... What's another one that people use as an excuse? It's not autism or Asperger. It's it's. I'm I'm being harsh on the guys because no girl likes a whiny, self pitying guy. And you guys don't. You're you're not. No, you're not depressed. You just don't get outside and exercise. You're not interacting with the rest of us. What is it? It's not anxiety. What is it? <clears throat> Whatever. It, it, it. No. Call BS. Find the normal people. Find the intellectually honest people. Have sympathy for those who are genuinely mentally ill, authentically mentally. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> but you got to suss out and it's going to have, it's going to happen in an increasing trend because instead of becoming a plumber, instead of becoming an engineer, instead of becoming a pilot, instead of becoming just a good wife or a husband, everyone has to have their trait. <clears throat> Everyone's going to have to have their eccentricity, their designer mental illness, their designer problem. Because it's just too damn hard to go and work and become an accomplished individual. Am I right? And all the society in the world, the Democrat political party, the public education system, the media, college, even your own damn parents will give you every excuse in the world. Here's your trait. You're special. 
Oh, and you're disabled or uh, uh, <clears throat> oppressed or somehow disadvantaged. <laughs> I can't do anything. I can't get the girls. You're sitting on your ass, not going to the gym. No, I'm depressed. I have social anxiety. I can't go to the gym. All right, fine. Get, get out of here. And so for younger people, you got, for those of you who want to make something of your life and you want to interact with other people, mark my words down the road. This synthetic, this astroturf mental illness, or this astroturf turf value, faux value, you're going to be able to have to suss that out very quickly. And I'm just giving you the, the simple action, the simple rule to follow. Authentic or not, synthetic or authentic, doesn't matter. It's mentally ill. Boom, there we go. Any super chats today? <clears throat> Yeah, true. <laughs> no, I don't believe you guys have the dis no, I don't. Look, how about this? How about all these people? I have this. I have no no. How about this? Go run a marathon, train for a marathon. That'd be like a three month deal at least. And when you run when you run the marathon, you accomplish something, you do something, then tell me if you still feel. Heck, even in the middle of the training, once you start running five miles, you tell me if you feel bad anymore. Crappy, my favorite camp <laughs> Boo-boo for nine uh, Polish Zlotties. Uh, Here we go. Swell isotopes are different electron configuration of an element. What am I thinking? The ones that are volatile? Like ozone, that's volatile. It's three oxygen parts, right? It's always looking to interact with something. Scott Wilson, 5%. I think it's pronounced Sidlexia. Oh, Sidlexia. What's the one where you're just not good at math? They came up with something like this calcula. Is that the one? Always think of the count. Count Dracula. Uh, Fred Freeman saw two bucks. Cuddle Wilkins really didn't have a mental disorder. No, she just came from a soft life. Daddy paid for everything. But here, here's the thing. If you live in that environment long enough, you will actually develop a real mental illness. Which is why it doesn't matter the, the why or the how or the who or the uh, genesis of that person does not matter. They're mentally ill on a functional level. They could be faking it or it could be real. It's a, <clears throat> the girl, the gal who slashed my tires. Okay. One of the gals that slashed my tires. Doesn't matter if she knew exactly what she was doing or she was mentally ill. Bitch still slashed my tires. Not acceptable. Okay. It's just. Not, I don't care how you got here. I don't care if you're doing real heroin made from poppy seeds or heroin made in a lab. You're still a junkie. That's what I'm trying to point out to the youngins now. Fred Freeman saw two bucks pew. 56% of white liberal women <clears throat> less than 30 have a mental condition. Huh? Oh, under 30. 56%. Right. Okay. And, and exactly. Well, one, that's what happens when you lie to an entire generation about their nature. Yes. You know, what happens when you lie to an entire uh, sex about their nature? Uh, and do they really have it or is it just a cope? That's what I want to know. But do you want someone who's on some kind of medical prescriptions, either because they're too weak to accept that, oh, you got to go out and do things in life to have value, purpose, and agency, and they're using the mental illness as a cope? Or... <clears throat> Are they actually mentally ill? In either case, you don't want them, right? Fakers or real. See, it's it's the opposite of boobs. Now, I know there's probably 
different philosophies and beliefs on this. <clears throat> I don't care. Fake or natural. Give me them big old titties. Take old bitties. I don't care. Fake. Don't care. It's the opposite from end. Fake or real. I don't care. I want nothing to do with it. So it's the opposite of the boobies. That's there. We, there we go. I know you guys are. I'm a frying pan sexual. Right? You like fish. There you go. Oh man, I should go catch some fish. Fry up some fish, some butter, a little bit of a little bit of seasoning. Get some trout out there. Uh, is that it? That it? I think we're caught. No, no, a couple more. All right, let's go through it here. <clears throat> Finally getting to some originals today. Might have another original or two. Uh, Sean Adamson, five Australian dollars. Don't take one yourself too seriously, too offense to everything. Have a laugh. Better yet, share a laugh. Won't fix mental illness, but helps. It does for me. I love racial jokes. I told the girl an Irish joke at a, at a restaurant. She was the waitress. And she's like, oh. I'm like, it's an Irish. She's like, what? Are you Irish? I'm like, eh, enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Funny's funny. Imagine all the people that are missing out on humor because they always look at humor at, as, as an offense, which humor by its definition, if it's really funny, has to take a stab at someone. <clears throat> you have to get a little nick out of somebody there. And if that person is strong enough, they'll find it funny too. But look at all the humor we're missing out on because everyone's fragile vaggies. Fragile feelies. Uh, the competent man, two bucks. One of that slash tires happened multiple times. Um, there was uh, two times my tires got slashed. I think separate girls. Well, my tires have been slashed three times. I think one girl did it twice, and and then but there was only two. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's uh, it's happened to me twice, and. It was a one girl was bipolar. The other one, I have no idea what it was. She just crazy. Uh, Charles Kiever, five bucks schizo, been institutionalized over 25 times in my 20s, working in a biomedical field now, 32 years old. I right, see, I'm inclined to believe that if you were institutionalized. I'm not saying genuine mental disorders don't exist. I'm talking about the posers. You know, the uh, the Rachel Dolezals. Remember Rachel Dolezals? She took tanning pills and dyed herself. She ended up working for the NAACP, claiming she was black. Turned out she was she was white as the screen on my background. That's what I'm talking about. And that has to be an ultimate insult to pe people who suffer from genuine mental illness, just as it would be an insult to black people, although I don't know why you take value or agency in being black, but insulting, you know, like you're posing like us, you're not even black. You know, what? what the heck's wrong with you? But there's money in being oppressed minority. Lots of, well, not lots of money. Enough to keep you from working hard and achieving your best. Alex Patino, the truck driving Latino agent in the field for five bucks. Since I was a kid, I make the same mistake when it comes to numbers. I know that five times five equals 25, but when I'm writing it fast, I write 20 and the easier, more mistakes. Yeah, if you're going fast, like I'll write wrong words. That's a very common thing for me as I write wrong words when I'm typing. So I always have to usually go back and read through what I'm writing. <clears throat> we could argue it's dyslexia, but like, okay, if there's a mental illness for you to have or a mental disorder, I, I'll take dyslexia. I'll take that over schizophrenia or real depression any day. Oops, I spelled tie instead of it. How will I ever survive in this horrible, horrible world? I guess I'll just spell it again. I know, and I'll give you, this is in the before time. In the 90s, I knew this guy. He claimed to have dyslexia. He got $1,000 a year in, in, in tuition for that. Well, and, and that was money. That was real money back in 1993. 
I'm like, you get a thousand bucks a year just because you spell tie instead of it? Spell tit. It's the same thing. Hey, Bob, Mom, all the same. All right, that's it. <clears throat> we'll see you again. See you guys later. Toodles. All right, continuing on with the originals. <clears throat> Happy Cappy, I get to do. Oh, I'm look, all the work is done. Oh man, I get to do what I want now. All right, and doing what I want includes picking rocks and pulling weeds later on today. Yay! So, all right, let us make more progress. If you tune into the previous video, I tried to save the youngins' time. Not wasting their time. I'm talking the sane youngins, the intellectually honest youngins. From wasting their time with people who claim to have a fake, you know, people faking mental illness. Now I'm going to save you guys time. Much discussion uh, is being had about the education bubble. And you guys know me. I've been on this horn for a long ass time. And what I realized, as with I am with a lot of things with politics and Current events is that not only am I wasting my time, but we're wasting our time trying to change something that is not going to change. And whereas in this particular case, the education bubble, we all see it's it's very obvious, it's very logical. You, you look at it, and what you see is some poor girl who wasted her time at a private liberal arts college going 85 grand into debt for whatever anthropology. And then she doubles down, guaranteeing to damn her for the rest of her financial life, ruin her financially, going to law school. And to us, it's clear as day. You're running off. Okay, you already fell off one cliff. Now you're crippled. Now you're limping to an even bigger cliff where you're going to die. Don't do that. Stop. And the person that's wrong, you know, why did the lemmings run off the cliff? They do. And you're the one wrong, wasting precious finite bits of life and time, trying to prevent the inevitable, trying to prevent the lemmings from, and they're going to do it by nature. And what you're missing out is understanding why we have an education bubble in the first place and why it's never going away. Because as obvious and logical as it is to us that it's stupid, life-destroying, and effect is certainly a financial suicide. But without, it's kind of like health. If you don't have your finances, you don't have anything. Where you you have a metaphorical suicide, where you condemn yourself to a life of essentially being the slave to a bank, or in this case, the government, because the government lent you the loans, because the government is here to help you. And so, since these people are not salvageable, I've been thoroughly convinced of that. Here, I have this book. I link to it below. I, it's pointless. This book, ten years old, coming up on eleven. Oh, it saved some lives, but it, it didn't it didn't change anything. But instead of trying to save those that cannot be saved, let us at least save our time, save our effort, save our concern, save our sanity, and understand why the lemmings are going to continue to run off the hill, why young people, future generations are going to continue 
to go and destroy themselves financially and essentially ruin their, their lives. Well, there's nothing we can do to stop it. All right. I even took notes on this one. All right. First, it starts in K through 12. And it starts on a couple reasons. One, your teachers start to indoctrinate the kids. That's not an opinion. It's exactly what you do. Don't do this fake, oh, oh we don't it. shut up. You absolutely do. And in addition to indoctrinating them in Marxism, they indoctrinate them into you have to go to college. Now, that whether this is conscious, like the teachers are trying to, hey, yo, hey, hey, ah, ah, ah. And they're looking at the professors. We're going to send you, man. You keep following socialism. Yeah. What's the S? They do a little, like, yeah, socialism. Yeah. Whether they're consciously sending these kids to their financial grave or not, I don't know. It's it's certainly uh, believable that teachers themselves, if you major in education, you're a moron. You are so unaware of the rest of the great world that's a, an opportunity available that all you think is education. Because think about it, you never left education. Five years old, <laughs> up to 22, 23, once you get your license, and then you go back to school. You've never been in the real world. So as far as they know, yeah, education is great. Go to college. Work for me. <clears throat> but in any case, that environment is conditioning. It's it's a it's a what do you call it? A feeder. Uh, they channel the kids to go to school, and that's all. Kids get in college, 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 college. Maybe every once in a while, the old grizzled man who's an Iraqi vet and and works as uh, an accountant on the side. So yeah, maybe trade school, dude. But for the most part, it is cacophony. A consistent cacophony of college, 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 college. So that's one. The second variable of the K through 12 system is that it is a prison and not necessarily, obviously it's not a physical prison. You always get to go home. It's work release. It's identical to work release. <clears throat> After you spend three times as much time as you will with your teachers, then you could go and actually maybe spend a minute or two with your parents. If they give you the time of day, if they're not too busy going to night school or whatever, get their master's degree, <laughs> working extra jobs, to get themselves out of debt. Right. Uh, and then you got to go back to the school and where it's a prison, it's a prison of the mind where the expectations are so lowered and you play to the lowest common denominator and the stupid misbehaving kids who have no parents or bad parents <clears throat> ruin the educational experience. Cause I was sitting there thinking like, okay, there's like this cool stuff that I could have learned in school, but you are so defeated, uh, not morally, but spirit wise. Like you have no incentive to pay attention to what your teachers are saying. They could have been giving me the secret of the world back in school, but that like kindergarten through third grade, they just break the spirit of all the little boys and girls that ain't nobody paying attention except for the goody two shoe psychopaths who actually like school. And we all know how though they end up nobodies. Anyway, it's a mental prison. And you got to do that for 13 years. Mind-numbing BS. Low IQ people who are incapable of teaching at best. At worst, they're psychopaths that love to torture different groups of people and let bullies beat up other kids. And then you get in trouble if you hit the bully back because you punched them. Anyway, so that environment is a prison environment. And these kids cannot wait to be free. 
And the only thing they get, the only thing, because K through 12 is so bad, the only thing that they get to look forward to is college, where there are no parents, where you lie to them and tell them they're going to be intellectuals, and that the boys get to have sex and the girls also get to have sex if they want it, but it's this big party. That's the, and that is the college experience. And that's the only thing that's on their menu. Any kid through K through 12, the only thing they got when they get freed, it's college. They can finally get the hell out of that prison and then they can really go. And that was the big lie. The smart people go to college. Wait till you get to college. You're going to meet smart people. The girls in college are going to be much nicer. They're going to go out. We're going to pre. Two thirds of people go to college. Right. And I say the smart ones don't now. They're the ones going to trade school or joining the military, just working. The conformists go to college now. And you get the like, oh, it's the same damn thing, except now it's more pricey and expensive. <clears throat> but these people don't, they don't know that. And so the demand for college starts in K through 12. Oh, and the parents, by the way, are just as equally stupid and dumb. I mean, God almighty. Parents my age just sending the kids to the financial grave because they don't know any better. I got parents, I got clients coming in. My parents will cut me off if I don't go to college. They don't care what the degree is. It's like, whoa, join the military. Oh, I can't. I got a medical condition. I'm like, all right, get a job. Whoa, a job. I, never mind. You're not serious about this. But the parents just push the kid because I got news for you, kids. Hope you're listening. 90% of the parents don't love you as much as they love themselves. And if you're inconvenienced, they don't have time to sit down and explain to you this, this book here, this book, this book loves you more than most of your parents do. I'm, I know that's somewhat sensational statement, uh, but sadly it's true. Most of your parents don't love you kids. They really don't. Otherwise they would have homeschooled you or spent time with you, not their MBA. <clears throat> oh, Cappy, telling people the truth again. Your mom loves you, just not as much as her career. Anyone get that? Huh? Anyone? Get that? So they're going to push you into college, too, because they want you out of the house. And they don't care what you major in. And so there's this demand starting at the age of five. And a deprivation of anything valuable, good, or any kind of hope or plan B, like marriage, like love, like adventure, or the military, or the trade, anything. No, <clears throat> college. The college experience. Your degree doesn't matter, and it's heaven. It's it's Elysium. It's Nirvana. It's Valhalla. It's you. You are you. It is you are the Jews in Egypt. And you have finally made it to the Sinai Peninsula and not too unlike the Jews in Egypt when they made it to the Sinai Peninsula. They didn't get to the promised land. Sinai Peninsula sucked. They wandered in the desert for about 40 years because they didn't have a compass. And it sucked. And that's college. And by the way, there is no promised land. There isn't. Point is, the demand is always there. And until you can start penetrating the uh, public schools, the K through 12 system <clears throat> and stop the 13 years of indoctrination and get parents to wise up and to get parents to love their kids to the point that they would actually homeschool the kids or at least sit them down and say, not do this male imperative, follow your heart, money will follow, Brah! follow your heart, money will follow, Brah! any degree is a good degree, Brah! any degree is a good degree, get your foot in the door, Brah! get your foot in the door. That's your average American parent. And that's how much they love you. Not at all. <laughs> 
They do love you, just not as much of themselves. And certainly not enough to like inconvenience themselves to sit down and tell you the harsh realities of life. And if you guys have a dad that sat you down and told you about girls, you didn't. Huh? I wonder how vested he was in your life, in your upbringing. I'm getting dark. Getting dark. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So until you go in and stop the propaganda there, every year there's going to be a generation of seniors graduating who got nothing else in life except the college experience. Okay? So there's that. All right. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. I told you, all right. Then, there ha then there's the, the college experience itself. Until we replace it with a plan B, I kind of get ahead of myself there a little bit. But you got to give kids something else to live for because all you're giving them something to live for is the college experience. Go the average 17-year-old. What are you most looking forward to in life? College. What, you're looking for more high school where you get to pay and you get drunk occasionally and you strike out with girls? No, I'm going to be intellectual. I'm gonna be, it, it's going to be great there. No, 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 kid. It's the Sinai Peninsula. It ain't nothing there but scorpions and sand. All right? And you get to pay for it. And so without something to work forward to, these kids are not, there's nothing, there's, you could, let's say, <clears throat> let's say you said, hey, you don't have to go to college, but you didn't give them a, an alternative. They're still going to go to college because it's the only thing there. Now, this is where I come in and there's trade school, but you need to do something more than just an alternative for a career. Of college. like, okay, you should have life goals. Here, you want to go travel? All right, to do traveling, to have this boat, to do these things, to, do, to, to kayak, to whatever it is you want to do, you need money. Now, money's very important, and, and you need to sacrifice your time to get this money. But you only have a certain amount of time. So what you really ought to do is make your time the most valuable you possibly can so you have the most amount of free time forever. That philosophy is what needs to be taught to kids. No, Carl, Carl, you're smart, SMRT, SMRT. Say, look, here's the deal. Here's what's important in life. Other human beings. If you have to, go get in my book. The uh, What is it? <clears throat> Poor Richard's Retirement. Have them take my minimalism class. That's not available yet. They'll be available next month. Get them out of this mindset that it's only and that there's important things like other people love spending time with family and friends. So you have good quality family and friends. And that you should have the most amount of free time possible. So make each hour of your life count. And while you're young and you got the energy, you double time it. And you major in engineering or computer programming. Or you become an accountant so you can work remotely and spend time with your kids at home. <clears throat> if you have kids, you fall in love with the right guy. You fall in love with the right gal. There you go. No, you don't teach them that. If anything, it's worse. Certainly on the fe female side of things, ladies, right? You don't need no man. Your, your dog rescue thing, <laughs> that's more important than kids. Your career is more important than your own children. <laughs> and you guys, you're no better. You're just a bunch of dopes. Oh, well, happy life, happy life. Oh, oh, tell my children the realities of the world. Oh, no, my wife will get upset. Oh. That's assuming you even contemplate that. You just don't bang out all this work paying for all the, the student loan debt that you have, that she has, your car debt, McMansion debt, and then you're tired, you don't feel like raising your kids. <clears throat> but man, you guys tell, you tell them not to have family. You tell them not to have value purpose today. There's nothing but the career. And what a fun, exciting life that is. Oh. 
So you need to give them some kind of other purpose, agency, reason, and value in living in life than beyond education and career. It can't be career because career, you just get the education to get the career. And they're going to go to college anyway. And usually the careers we promote are BS ones anyway. <clears throat> but that's another reason this is going not going to go away because parents in society, it's more parents. That's the responsibility. That's where that's 80%. But the rest of society, they don't paint anything nice or hopeful. If anything, society, oh, you're all oppressed and discriminated against. And oh, it's the evil government, the corporations, or the white man, or whatever else. Oh my God, the root beer crisis, root beer float crisis. Oh, we're all going to die. Oh, look, bad things. Never, hey, fall in love, have sex, have some kids, go to Disneyland. Oh, what is it, the 1950s? <laughs> Crying yourself into your wine. <sighs> so tell, then there's no point. So not only do you have to interrupt the indoctrination, you got to give them another reason. You got to, or show them how college plays into, plugs into a longer term life strategy towards things that are more important in life. <clears throat> and since most of the parents today are debt ridden idiots, also paying off their student loans, just treading water, stuck in those lower muscles hierarchy of needs. I don't think you guys got the wisdom to even tell your kids how to, how to float or survive or succeed in life. Even if you had, if you had the desire. Let's be honest, that scotch more important than sitting your kids down and teach them, hey, get off that that uh, smartphone device. Get off the internet. Go out and play. Let me tell you why. Oh, Ward Cleaver, what a, what a square, right, man? Telling Wally and the Beeve life lessons. <laughs> so there's that. And then finally, here's, here's another thing. You know, it's a paradox. A 13-year-old boy kill somebody, murder somebody. Is he guilty? He's 13. Does he know anybody? He's right on that cusp. Does he have, yeah, he should know better. <clears throat> kind of can forgive him though at 13 though. At 23 though, mm -mm, you're an adult. And I understand and I'm sympathetic towards kids. Always, always kids are innocent. And I understand that you've been indoctrinated. I understand K through 12 sucks. I understand your parents lied to you. I mean, one of the main complaints I get about this book that I wrote, How Not to Become a Millennial, like you're slamming on millennials. It's like, okay, then you didn't read the book because the first third is slamming on boomers. What? Yeah. And the complaint is we were lied to. It's like, okay, you were lied to. And the millennials would be a perfect, all right, are you going to change now? What do millennials do? Vote socialism again. Believe in socialism. Student loan bailouts. I'm like, I could have swore. <clears throat> it was Marxist leftist teachers. They gave you this ideology that has ruined your life. And you're still going to go with team left, huh? Wonder how that's going to work out. Uh, but the point is, at what point do these kids, when they start in kindergarten and they graduate from high school, then they go to college? When do they wake up? When do they have responsibility? I would certainly say by the age of 18, because you're a legal adult, like, okay, wake up. Y'all claim to be critical thinkers. All right, be critically thinking. Why are you spending $200,000 on a worthless degree? Like, when do you make, when do you have the intellectual strength to realize what you're being told to is at least questionable, likely dubious, if not an outright lie? Then it's your responsibility to not believe the lies anymore and start making changes in your life. And the biggest lie is that, well, God, what are the biggest lies? 
You have value unto yourself. Um, you deserve respect. You're entitled to other people's wealth and living because reasons it's okay to be a parasite. I don't know what the, the, the biggest lies are. But one of the biggest, I'd say, in, in pertaining as to why the student loan bubble is never going to go away, what else do these people have in value? What else in life do these people have? I'm talking your average rank and file. We're sending two-thirds of kids off to college. Only one out of six should be there. Right? 80% of the degrees are worthless. 80% of the college graduates have jokes of a degree. Completely worthless, unemployable degrees. Okay? What else do they have? They got nothing else. In part because you didn't give them a plan B. You didn't give them a longer life. So when they come out, what else What else are we supposed to do with these faux intellectuals? What else are we supposed to do with all these liberal arts majors and sociology majors? They're not going to work. Real work is beneath. They're not gonna, they don't have the intellectual capacity or the work ethic to become something good or great. All they have in life is their college degree. All they have is the college experience. <clears throat> and like high school or your wedding day, if those are the best days of your life, your life sucks. If college, these are the best days of your life. Wow, your life was a complete waste. It was a complete waste. <laughs> But when you look at the average person going, you look at the average American, average Westerner, I'd say. What are they going to achieve in life? Everything else is bought and paid for. It's put on easy mode. You know, that, that average high school graduate, they're, they're not going to go and become tradesmen. It's beneath them. And they're, they're not, they don't have the intellectual ability to actually go become an engineer or something worthwhile. And oh my God, stay-at-home wife with kids? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, do you think it's the 1920s again? Herky, 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 der. Most of them have nothing else that that's why. You can buy bogus certification, authenticity, agency, and value. How many people out there walking around 50 years and under? We could even say boomers. Let's be, you want to do 60 and under, but certainly 50 or under, definitely 40 or under. What percent of young people? Their biggest accomplishment, although understandably, if you're fresh off graduation, you'd be the, let's say, 25 to 50. Let's do that. 25 to 50. Okay, you're out of college a little bit. What percentage of those people, the biggest accomplishment is they graduated from high school or college? That is their college education, their college degree. Look, getting my college degree was an accomplishment. A Herculean one, full-time school, full-time work, three and a half years, six months early, top-notch grades. That was an accomplishment. It's not my greatest accomplishment. Matter of fact, it's a, it's a pointless accomplishment unless I went and did something else with my life. But how many people, they go get their business degree with their MBA from the Carlson School of Management and they're doing their TPS reports and the biggest accomplishment, the biggest heyday in their day and their entire life is I graduated from college. <clears throat> Fortunately, how many women out there like the, the, the thing they're most proud of is not their husband or their children or their career even. It's their education, which is a joke. It's like, okay, the whole point of getting educated was to go do something with life. Not even necessarily financial, but don't you want to go do something? Oh, so you sat in school some more like because because 13 years K through 12 wasn't enough. Then you sat there for another four years, then another two, then another two. So you got your doctorate and some worthless completely impractical degree, but it has PhD. 
You get you call yourself fake doctor because you're not a medical doctor. You're a fake doctor. And and all you do is reteach the same crap. That your degree is the biggest accomplishment. Yay. And what are you gonna do? Take that away from them? You're gonna you're gonna take college education, not just the college experience, but that only purpose point and agency away from it. Essentially, what it is is they can buy purpose and agency and value in life. So they can look at their miserable selves in the mirror and say, at least I got a master's degree. I am educated. I'm smart. SMRT. That's why it ain't going away. And somehow the higher ups in higher education figured this out. They're like, we can sell them. Like Oprah kind of stumbled into, if I lie to women, I'll be a billionaire. Higher education figured out if we lie to people about the point purpose and the value of ed education, we can become cumulatively trillionaires. Uh, now it has to be split across admin and staff and all that, but they could enrich themselves selling like, Hey, if you sit here on this desk for four years and get some good old socialist indoctrination, we'll give you a piece of diploma that says you're really smart. You know more than these other people. And always the solution is other people's money. By the way, if you're wondering if you have a worthless degree, it's usually telling the rest of society that they need to pay more in taxes to solve problems that you're never going to cough up your own money for. It's kind of the telltale sign you got a worthless degree. I'm, I got a degree. I got a degree. I'm so smart. I'm going to help other people. You're going to take that away from Americans? <laughs> what are they going to do? But they're going to have to look in the mirror and realize they're worthless. That 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 maybe maybe they just ought to go, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with being a waiter or a waitress. Maybe the world does need some ditch diggers. That you're not going to solve whatever grandiose being. <clears throat> I'm going to solve racial issues. No, you're not. I'm going to help the ch No, you're not. I'm going to change lives. Now, teachers do change lives for the worst, obviously. Obviously. Congratulations, lady. You did change thousands of lives for the worse. You lied to three generations of kids. Tell them just to do whatever. Now you got a bunch of music majors and people dying their hair and tatting themselves up thinking they have value. Oh, but they got a degree. They got a degree. So you're going to take that away from them? No. <clears throat> Here's the sad truth. The vast majority of Americans, especially younger, their only value in life is to run off that cliff. That's what they're looking forward to in life because they don't view it as a cliff. They're deathly afraid of the labor it would take to require and go and find some kind of purpose, agency, value, and reason in life. <clears throat> but it's just so much easier to run off that cliff. And some of them lack the intelligence to realize, hey, I'm running off a cliff. Why is everyone running off a cliff? Your professors and teachers and parents and society and Oprah told you so. And so did the Democrat. Oh, I better run off the cliff. <clears throat> But somewhere also in there, they'd rather run off their fear of that uh, metaphorical death. I would say almost not real biological death, but they're destroying their lives. They're wasting their lives. They're metaphorically killing off their life. They're not having a life crippling. So that's a much preferable existence to them than actually doing something of hard worth and merit and value. It's easier to destroy your life getting a master's degree in women's studies than hitting the gym and being nice to a guy, falling in love, and being a stay-at-home wife with children. Because that is work. <clears throat> it is work to stay attractive and support your children and support your husband. It is. 
And so they'd rather have that metaphorical death than, you know, and some would say, ha, 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 June Cleaver, oh my God, put a bullet in me now. Okay, all right, fine. Have fun with your made-up bogus degree and whatever it is. Work is your assisted reserve, diversity and inclusion that doesn't do anything. <laughs> have fun with that. But you're not, you're not, they need the cliff. That's all they have in life because the cliff promises, them there's Valhalla, it's Valhalla at the end of this cliff. Make it through the Red Sea. Yeah, land of Canaan's over there. But we know better. And at a certain level, they know too. Deep down inside, there's always the deep down. Deep down inside, they know. People who major in the easy, fluffy, bunny stuff, they know. They know they're just avoiding calculus and real work. Fat acceptance, they know. They know it's just because they're, they're more afraid of the gym than their desire to have a man. That's how it works. Men know that too. The desire to play video games, live vicariously through digital bits and bytes that aren't real. They don't want to hit the gym. They want to eat their Cheetos. They don't want to put the effort in at the gym to actually attract a woman. And then they're going to blame all their sadness on mental disorders and social anxiety and all. They know. They know. <clears throat> but all you're going to, you're not going to stop them. And so let them. And then this, this also then brings about the concept of Operation Evil. If they're going to run off that cliff, don't you think we should put like some... I'm thinking like a hydropower, like a, like a windmill or something or a, <clears throat> whatever. They, uh, an electric, you know, like all the lemmings falling off. They actually turn the crank. We get some electrical. Take advantage of them. Be the professors and the teachers. Make your money. Because this isn't until we intervene at five years old and, dad, frankly, dad start dadding. It's like, no, son, you're not majoring in the liberal arts. No, my dear, you're not becoming a teacher. No, you're not going to become a children's author book. And no, you're not becoming a psychologist. No, you're not. <clears throat> you're going to become X, Y, and Z. Are these things. Until that happens, until parents actually love their children enough more than themselves, this is not going to change. They will always outsource their children to have a babysitter pay for over the K-12 through system. That K-12 through system has a self-vested interest in keeping itself and its industry alive. They will channel those kids to go to college to enrich professors and admin and to have them be Marxist, leftist, socialist robots. And then if you're going to get really dark, so everybody works, no one raises their children. So we have more tax revenue and more production. And corporate profits go up because ain't nobody staying home raising the kids. We need two We need two incomes to pay for our children. It is not going to change. And so, I don't know, become a doctor. Get a doctorate in something. Start your own school. Lie to the children. Oh, yeah, you're really smart, man. Oh, a degree from you know, Harvard, even, even the Ivy League's a joke. Oh, you got your communications degree from Harvard? Holy cow, you are so smart. Here, buy my product. All right, let's get through the Super Chats, of which there might be many. Channel 1800 Dumb, our New Zealand agent in the field for five New Zealand dollars. Love to, Cappy, the lads, full bleepo. Give me the fingers, please, Cap. Damn, I left school. Dude, are you high on drugs when you send these? I'm dumb. All right, send your sister over here. The competent man, five bucks. I remember when I turned 26 and realized most people were still the same from when they were 16 and showing no signs of progress or improving. I was 27 and I finally saw women for what they were. When I won't go through the detail, but I saw a group of gals turn on me. I'm like, oh, I see. Not like physically turn on me. I was like, oh, they're just pretty. That's all. This is back in the before time when girls were pretty. I'm like, 
I see it now. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Eighteen hundred dom, five New Zealand dollars. I know you wouldn't cap, but would you make an ex you would make an excellent father? Just saying, in my opinion, good uncle you are too. I probably would make a good father, but I won't lie to you. I'd probably be spanking my children way too much. Although the argument would be if I spanked them once, there I, I, I we'd sit down. Okay, I'd be a better father than the current fathers are now, but that's a very, very low hurdle. I'd just be participating, you know. But oh yeah, I'd spank. Kids crying, that fake crying, I'll spank them. I say, you want to keep crying? I'll give you something to cry about. So I don't know if I'd be a great father. <clears throat> How about I'm just a good economist? How does that sound? Competent man, five bucks. It's starting to look like we may have shortages as people quit to avoid root beer floats. British Petroleum in England has gas stations closed or on allocations. Yep. I don't know about you guys, but I got my silver in crypto. I got my water. I got my guns and bullets. I got my food storage. I'm ready to go. <clears throat> That's a different topic. I love it when Atlas shrugged. Hey, I got an idea. Let's really piss off the productive class of society, the independent thinkers, and mandate in order for them to work. That they need let's the people who might have money saved up and are really mission critical, the load bearing employees, the real producers of society. Let's piss them off enough. We're like, nah, I'm not doing that. See what happens. G ski five bucks. Al Bundy's four touchdowns in one game is a better achievement than a worthless college. Yeah, it is. Four touchdowns that's an a feat of athleticism and it entertained people. <clears throat> wow, Tina. Another girl with a sociology degree who thinks she's Jessica Christ and is going to save the minorities and the children's. Oh. Robert Flores, $10, Walmart rant. I do not buy groceries from Walmart ever. They squeeze their suppliers so much. I always think the suppliers lower the quality and response. Could be. I've had people say that the Walmart um, produce is fine. I don't really shop at Walmart. I always go to a grocery store. I don't know why. Walmart, I mean, uh, they got Yucateco sauce. I'll tell you that. You got to go to Walmart, they got Yucateco sauce. Got to go to Walmart for your Yucateco sauce. Only some true hot sauce aficionados are going to know what Yucateco is. Competent man, 10 bucks. And don't worry if you did super chats. I got the thing up here. I'll go to the Miss Super Chats. <clears throat> 10 generous dollars. Governor of New York is starting to bring in foreign healthcare workers. Okay. You just don't go to the foreign healthcare worker store and bring them in. It's not like a boat of them off the. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go. See how quick, see how long that takes. Governor of New York is threatening to bring in foreign healthcare workers and asking State Department for help to get them in to replace people since 20% of healthcare is refusing root beer floats. Here's the problem of being a Democrat especially a Democrat politician. You guys have no clue how hard it is to work for a living. You have no clue how business works. None. You don't know how the real world works. Your only tool you have is other people's money and you bribe people to put you into office and you're popular. And then you wonder why crap like Minneapolis happens because you do not know how the real world. Yeah, go ahead. Go have fun. Curious where you're going to find them and how quickly you could get them there and where they're going to live. 
Does he, would he even know where to like, you know, indeed.com would he even know how to set up an ad? <clears throat> and who is the New York governor? Didn't the other New York governor get uh, kicked out? Or am I just not aware of my fat Italian politicians from the East Coast? Um, Let's go to the Miss Super Chats. Let me pull that up here. If we have any. Is that Sanford and Son? All right, let's go. Uh, oh, we caught up on all of them. I think we caught up. <clears throat> yes, Sean Adamson. Yes. El Yucateco is muy bueno. Hey, they got it in Australia then, Sean? Do they have that down? Good thing they do. That's I didn't know it would be down in the South. But, yeah, it's the best hot sauce ever. And they got m- multiple varieties. Multiple varieties. I did a video on hot sauces. Look at it. It's a great rant. And it wasn't monetizable. And I even said, like, come on, monetize it. I didn't curse. I didn't swear. Nope, they didn't monetize it. I'm like, how? what? What censor had a bad day over at YouTube to not prove that? Competent man, five bucks. Meanwhile, the two Burger Kings near me are on limited hours due to a lack of staff. One is closed, no workers. Como had to resign. New York grabbed why? Huh? Is why the governor? Um. Yeah, everybody over here is also on short staff. It It's fine. Let me take a look. Um, uh, governor of New York. Who is the governor? Which fat Italian person? Oh, Kathy Hochul? That's not a guy. She looked like she was pretty back in the day. Uh, What's her background? Oh, I'm sure she's never worked a real job in her life. I know, I know. Hang on, young Kathy Hochul. No, I don't want that. Young. She's a redhead too, so. Wow. Holy cow. It's not that she's that hot. She is a dead ringer. Uh, you look up a young Cla- uh, Kathy Hochul. She is a dead ringer for Miriam in the Indiana Jones uh, series. You know, she's an attractive older woman. I won't lie. Wow, but she's she's a dead ringer for uh, Miriam from Indiana Jones. Yeah. Where is she like? She's 25, 26. This, she's like a high school kid here. Maybe she just wasn't that good looking when she was younger. Yeah. Yeah, this is all, she's all like 60 plus. Okay, never mind. Fred, for two bucks, college may still be the best place to meet a wife. No, no. Fred, have you heard, have you, have you read this book? Have you? Best place to meet a woman. <clears throat> Go into your engineering class, I guess college. Go into trade class, something. Find the gal who, who's wrenching on a vehicle. Um, you can't go to church. Muslims? 
least they're at least they're traditional there, although the Muslim dudes probably aren't gonna like you going in on their women. Overseas, I just I'm not uh, you know, I I don't, you know, I for more practical reasons, just pay, find out, maybe go to your seeking arrangement. We don't have it on the menu, sir. Sorry, sir. No steak. We're fresh out of steak. Here's some tiramisu. Tiramisu. Would you like some tiramisu? Fred, I had three opportunities to marry from college. Chose not to. Oh, how they turn out. All right. That all that. That all that. That all that. All right. There you guys go. See you guys later. Toodles.